0: Presented by TBR Sports.
1: This is the Booth Review Podcast.
0: Boys, welcome back. Episode 137 of the Booth Review Podcast. We've got a lot of great talk tonight. We've got a State of the Union, State of the TBR Union address. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with the actual... Union, the United States of America. We won't be addressing everyone. Uh, State of the TBR Union, checking in on how things are going. It's a great time at TBR. Talking a little Morgan Riley, talking the waste management in Phoenix Open, Super Bowl recap, obviously, and then maybe a little trivia at the end. Michael, how's it going? Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday, Brendan's It's going well. On my front, you know, it's a nice, got, got surprised with a little bit of snow last night. Not much, but it kind of shocked me. That came out of nowhere, uh, yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. I got out of work and it started flurries just started coming down so that caught me by surprise uh i was getting gas and i was just getting peppered with snow in my face that wasn't <laughs> pleasurable at all um but other than that yeah, doing well uh, It's not much so um, i don't have much to complain about but you know, it's a nice friday um like you said long weekend
0: uh long weekend for some long of us weekend yeah. <laughs>
1: some, yeah, for some people uh and yeah doing
0: well how are you i'm good it's crazy i've kind of forgot about the snow how about that fake snowstorm that was supposed
1: to hit us this week that was crazy so you had no school (laughs) yeah i got
0: the day off which is wild it was dead i feel like i feel like you had to give the day off based on the forecast at first like i was sitting there like oh my god 12 to 14 inches there's no way i'm gonna be going to school tomorrow um And then they gave us the day off and I wake up in the morning and I, I was excited for the snow because it doesn't really snow that much anymore. So I was like, maybe I'll go outside and like do something. I don't know. I'm 21 years old, but I still, (laughs) I still wanted to be a part of it all. And, um, like I see like people on snow days in Boston, they'll like go to Beacon Hill and like ski, Mm -hmm. they'll like ski down Beacon Hill or like, I was like, maybe I'll go sledding or something. I don't know. So I looked out the window and it was like not even raining, not no. snowing, nothing. It was just a day, and I guess it snow. I don't know. Did it snow where you were at all?
1: Um, it like it was like no, it was it was pretty much just like rain snow. So like, but nothing yeah. stuck. So it, and it wasn't even heavy like sleet. Like it wasn't like it was so weird. And then, mm. but I, I think it got like down, like, so like Connecticut got crushed, I think.
0: Yeah, I saw some like, videos of yeah. like the South Shore and Rhode yeah. Island and Connecticut. Yeah, but they got
1: crushed. We got nothing. Here, nothing. Nothing. Was it was crazy. Th- it was crazy. <laughs> Cause like, dude, me and you were texting, I was like, dude, I might have the day off tomorrow too. Like, I hope I do. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to go out. I don't want to go out tomorrow if it's that bad. And I wake up and there's not a single thing. Like, it's legit. No snow. Nothing. Was crazy that's
0: the worst feeling. I was talking about that with Emma. I was like, it's the worst feeling when you're expecting a snow day and you don't get one. Yeah.
1: But that's it would have
0: been even worse if we had school. I think that it was mm-hmm. I was yeah. there wasn't much I could complain about. It's like they gave us the day off. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, beggars can't be choosers. But I would have enjoyed, you know, at first the professors were like, Oh, you guys can might get a couple days off, which like yeah. two two feet of snow, yeah, you probably get one or two days. It takes yeah. a long time to clear that, especially in a city. But um, but yeah, I didn't get my hopes up too much because most of the time nowadays snowstorms are too good to be true in the new England yeah. area which sucks but i don't know i guess spring's really? coming like today feels like a nice spring day with, yeah you I, know, get I haven't that, been I'm... outside
1: but yeah. have you been yeah. outside nah no well yes actually. <laughs> yes actually but i went into a car right away so it doesn't right out. so a little <laughs> I was outside bit. for like two seconds i yeah. stayed in my car so Not really. yeah, that was
0: that was a disappointing footnote <laughs> of the week i thought we were going to get pounded with snow but we didn't but uh last weekend we we talked about on last week's episode we had a good weekend of content outside the garden it was interesting for sure
1: definitely interesting
0: not a great game the bruins got shellacked by the capitals but um i don't know what were your thoughts on the content i mean some of it's starting to come out now yeah definitely different and we said that it was going to be different than the first time we did it yeah like what did you think about
1: it uh i thought it was like overall like from what we wanted from it i think we got what we wanted in a sense you know we got content that's the biggest piece so i'll give it a you know check plus on that um but i just i don't know i feel like it was it's you know going the second time your expectations are to match the first time so like Mm -hmm. in my head i was like hey we're gonna it's gonna be exactly what happened last time or better and you know you're not always gonna hit a home run so (laughs) i think there were some people that and there's no discredit to them if you're listening i apologize but you know I looked at you you and I was like, you know, you might be good at this and you weren't. Um, (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I think it was a weird, it was like a weird crowd though. Like in general at the game. Yes. You know what I mean? Like waiting outside, like looking like there weren't many people that, you know, gave off the, yeah, I can crush hockey trivia vibe. I don't know. Maybe that was just, I think you kind of agree with that too.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. I, I think that it was like you said, the expectations were to match it and i think it felt so special the first time we did it because we didn't have expectations we're like wow that went really well not to say that this one didn't like we got the same more content than we did the first time but again it's selective like i'm not going to use everything that we got from this weekend based on like you said some of the people just like gave up halfway through the question which sucked but i would say that the highs were higher than the highs of last time yes like I think the better we got like two or three groups that gave us really good content yeah but the lows were also lower than the lows oh 100% I guess the biggest high for me was that I saw Jake DeBrusque
1: yeah that was sick
0: that was the I feel like I just I'm now seeing him in random spaces but we were filming content and you were like DeBrusque, DeBrusque, DeBrusque. And I was know, like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, yeah, DeBrusque. I thought you meant someone was wearing a DeBrusque jersey. I, it didn't even cross my mind that he would have like been walking there. And all uh, of a sudden, yeah. you point him out, there is Jake DeBrusque walking into Star Market. So, Well, that's why um, I
1: said it like that, dude. I was so shocked. It's not like I was anticipating to see a Bruins player walking in. Right. So when I yeah. saw it, my, my reaction was just, oh, my God, DeBrusque. Like, Brent, that's DeBrusque like, right there, <laughs> like 20 feet <laughs> yeah. in front of us, like walking casually into the building so yeah.
0: a had it not been before the game i think we would have probably gone up and been like hey can we get can we get some oh, content 100
1: um, i would i would have started with hey can we grab a picture and they'd be like hey like we're doing content like you want to yeah. you want to hop in real right. quick I think that's you that's know, what i would have done
0: yeah but i didn't want to mess with his mojo before the game granted Damn. we are not right yeah. us going not going up to him did not help them at all on saturday not at all, not at all. <laughs> but so- um and we saw Parker Watherspoon too, which was cool. He walked that was right pretty by cool. us. That was pretty I got to, cool. I got to say handsome looking fella.
1: Yeah. He's a good looking guy. Definitely. <laughs> I didn't got some nice hair. And yeah, I didn't anticipate that for some yeah. reason
0: I've seen him, but like yeah. on the ice, but he walked past me. I was like, he's got, he's got yeah. movie star energy. To yeah.
1: Him. I, that's a good, that's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. The way he carried himself, walked yeah. right by us, cloud of dust. It was yeah. great. <laughs> um, yeah, good weekend though. The content's starting to come out. Um, had a bleacher video you yesterday. Also yep. last night had a had a video. You had your bean pot video. Mm-hmm. Um TikTok's fucking like loves to change the algorithm every it's five crazy, seconds It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It sucks. So <laughs> oh, it's uh it, it, yeah. Even the one that I posted last night, um of me with the the two capitals fans. I was a bit disappointed with. Granted it's at 70k right now, so mm-hmm. it's so funny how much the tides have changed know, in terms of that. I know. If we posted a video 2 years ago that got 70,000 views, I'd be sitting here like, "We're rich. <laughs> we hit it big. We did now, it." Now it's like if a video doesn't hit at least 100,000 in like the first like day or yeah. something, then I'm like, "Fuck, this is this isn't doing well." um but the TikTok algorithm i i mean i keep up with it just cuz i kind of have to mm-hmm. but they cha- now they're starting to become like Instagram where they want to hurt the content creator they don't want it to be as easy to you know get success so i guess mm-hmm. it's glad that we got our audience when we did and we still have like the okay a bad video is going to be 10 20 30k Yeah, exactly. You know? but yeah they're changing the algorithm 24/7 which blows so uh just more adversity for us to face speaking of adversity State of the TBR Union. We don't do these very often, or I guess I don't do these very often, but I do like to do these whenever a point needs to be reiterated or there's a major change at TBR or I'm just feeling like talking shit. And I guess there's a combination of the three right now because things are going so well that we got to weed out the distractions sometimes. And much like our very strong commander in chief in the United States of America uh i sometimes need to just hop on the mic and address the nation the tbr nation uh i hope did you see his state of the union the other day dude i do not I don't, I don't remember this under any other president he was getting booed that's crazy another like bruins getting booed f- for the first time that i was at the garden and they were getting booed off the ice i've never seen a president get booed during their state of the union. That's crazy. It was what, like everything that he said and he, he handled it like the champion that he is just like talking. Oh my God. You just, you got to watch it. Oh, he, like, I will, I will, I
1: will.
0: he starts like bickering with the Republicans that are booing him. He like, he'd you know, the state of the union is like, we're doing this. We're doing that. These <laughs> are the numbers he'd give the figures and the Republicans were just kind of booing to boo. Yeah. And he would look over at them. He's like, look it up (laughs) in that fucking just 85 year old voice he's like look it up
1: back check it
0: (laughs) yeah he's like why don't you why don't you look that one up and it's like check check the numbers that's crazy (laughs) it was nothing uh uniting about his state of the union but i hope that this will unite our audiences so stay the union stay the tbr union here's where we're at there's three individuals who I currently see as members and contributors of this company. And that's you, Michael Lynch, congratulations, thank you. Robbie Carpentier, and myself. Those are the three that have proven that they are passionate about TBR. They're talented and successful when it comes to content. I'm saying they I'm speaking about myself Yeah, um, <laughs> have the attitude and the understanding of the culture that we've built over the last five plus years. And are the three guys that want to be here. That's how we've always operated but especially now more than ever it's the guys that want to be here and they want to be on podcasts and they want to be on social media those are the guys that are going to last at this company those are the guys that have lasted i mean carp and i started in 2019 you came along like right at the beginning of 2020 so essentially Mm -hmm. five years six years for for um for all of us so we've we've proven that that's the attitude that you need to adopt to last this company and it's also It's not just, oh, those three guys are like so passionate about TBR, you know, congrats, here's a gold fucking star. You know, it's, there's no brownie points being rewarded for doing the job. It's as simple as if you do the job and you throw yourself into the work. That's how you'll survive at this company. It's a necessity in order to call yourself a member of the TBR collective that you got to do the job and you have to want to do it. The guy, these guys, you, me, Robbie, are the guys that have done that. And like the three of us, we're the ones who are always going to be here. You mm-hmm. know, it's the it's the guys that, you know, are, are, are going to do the job. I, I, I'm reiterating that point. But, you know, that's, that's essentially what it is. The guys that want to do the job are the guys that are going to be here. You know, if you want to work, you're going to thrive at this company. That's the only way to do it. And no matter what happens, the three of us Are the only ones, the only ones that have built an immunity at this company. Meaning, regardless of any circumstances as it relates to TBR or not, we're the three guys that will always have a seat at the table. There's, there's nothing that could change that. Even if, like we saw it with Robbie, left the company for a little bit. You know, things that happen inside, outside of TBR. We've seen a lot of people come and go. We're the three people that are always going to have a seat, regardless of whether we're in it or not. If you, if somebody leaves one two or three they're always gonna have an invitation back mm-hmm. um and like like I said Robbie's the perfect example of that and even right now like he's pursuing a career in an entirely different field but he gets this yeah. you know he will drop anything to be on a podcast and he's done that time and time again and every single time he drops whatever to be on a podcast and he gets behind the microphone or behind or in front of the camera he's a fucking spark club and that's yeah. what i want and then you're the same way but you, you're a bit more consistent in your, you know, you're not on the one a year track. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know what you're saying.
0: Right. But, but that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. And Robbie could be having like the worst nightmare of a day. And it's the very last thing that he wants to do is hop on a podcast for a couple hours. But as soon as he's on and as soon as we hit record, he brings it to that level where it's like he's just on fire. And mm-hmm. that's what you need. That's what you need to have. Same goes for a guy like you. Like over the summer, you threw yourself into the wiffle ball league, dedicated, showed up every time, brought guys into the league that I couldn't have gone out and gotten. And like, that's that factor of let me go above and beyond because I care about the big picture. You know, Mm -hmm. now a handful of months later, you answered the call when the company needed you. I needed somebody down at the garden with me. Fucking nobody else wanted to do it for some reason. You willingly stepped up and now you're reaping the benefits from it. You know, you put out our highest viewed video as a result of just saying yes and going down to the garden. And it's because you wanted so badly to be the guy in that position to do that. That in essence is the pathway for anybody at this college. Have a passion for it, adopt the culture. Naturally, you grow this desire to want to be an impactful person and you go out and you find a way to do it. If that's intimidating or scary, then don't even fucking bother. Don't waste my time. Don't waste Lynch's time. Don't waste Carp's time. Don't waste any of our time. There's a lot of people that are too afraid to actually do something here at this company. So they just go through the motions. You want to have all these goals and these aspirations for sports media. Cool. All power to you. You better be fucking ready when an opportunity presents itself. Michael was. Robbie was. I certainly was. The common misconception about TBR is that it's small, right? And that's what I don't like. It's ranky dink because it was homegrown. It was started by a few kids in high school, whatever. We, we get on Zoom to do a podcast. Like, you know, we don't use microphones. We Whatever. It's small. That's the common misconception. And a, there was a time when it was like that. But we're in a different phase of this company. Having the ability to reach over a million people at the push of a button isn't rinky dink anymore. At a time, we didn't have that reach. It took two, three, four years for people to start listening to this podcast, for people who we didn't know, to start following the page. We were, at a time, very small, but I don't consider us to be any more. It's, it's still three people, so I guess factually, it's small in terms of employment, but um, you know, I don't think that our reach and our, our audience is small at all. But the opportunity that we've created for ourselves at TBR Sports is astronomically more appealing right now than, say, the local radio station that's going to be obsolete in a couple years. You know, believe it or not, people see the former as much of a higher risk. So if you want to pursue the latter and you don't want to take this seriously, don't be a gigantic waste of time. Go ride a desk somewhere and fetch people coffee for the next decade. Be my fucking guest. What we also aren't going to tolerate at TBR Sports is the internal jealousy. It's not 2020 anymore. We're not in our infancy stage. Like I said, we deal with enough shit from the outside that we just can't have any drama and any turmoil going on from within. And like I mentioned, the comments, the the TikTok is one thing, but like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, the TikTok algorithm changing, like that's a big enough problem that yeah. like the three of us have to face head on. That like we can't have any shit going on with it. Yeah. Um like the, uh, the mentality that needs to be adopted is what's good for any individual at the company is good for the company. And everybody needs to view it as such. You have our highest viewed video on TikTok, like I've mentioned. Over one and a half million views, which is fucking incredible. And it's still going up. I probably am more proud and more excited for you than I am when I put out one of my own videos. Because again, you answered the call you were there when nobody else wanted to be and like now you're seeing success from it you're you're the face of the company you're the jerry west now you're the logo like (laughs) like that's the way it's going to be and i know robbie feels the same in his approach right he's proud of us for the stuff we're doing on social media we are in turn proud of him when he gets on a podcast he makes the episodes like a lot more electric he still cares a lot about the company he you know he has that investment. He has that passion. So we all have that level of pride in each other. And so anything that, you know, that I see that you do or that I do or that Robbie does, if it's helping TBR, even if it you know doesn't get a million, you don't have to get a million and a half views to earn respect at this company. Like mm-hmm. if you're doing something for the company, it's good for the company. And everybody here is going to respect that. Yeah. To feel threatened by someone else at this company being featured on the page a lot more putting up numbers when it comes to views or getting their face on the logo of the podcast, hint, hint. To feel threatened by that is fucking insane. And then as a reaction to that, to go to other people and, you know, float around the idea of starting your own version of what you could already be doing here at TBR. If you just grew a pair and did some fucking work, that's an automatic, like, yeah, no, see you later, here's the door. That's been done already by several people. The, um, you know, Whole, I'm jealous of someone or something at TBR. So, to get back to you, I'm going to go start my own thing. And it's going to be so similar to TBR, but it's not TBR that I might as well just call it fucking like TRB. Like that, I'll spare everybody the suspense. 11 out of 10 times that doesn't work in terms of getting to us and getting under our skin. Yeah, it really yeah. doesn't, especially now at this stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in the early stages it might have, but at this point, it's like we can just say, okay, like go do it best of luck. We'll sit here with our 50,000 plus audience and keep doing what we're doing. And that won't bother us one bit. And there's been other circumstances earlier this year, in years past where that has happened. And it's like, we haven't even addressed it because it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, don't give two shits. But when all of this comes to a head, you got to you got to address the because People are wondering what's going on. Yeah, we've got absolutely no room for an attitude like that or people like that. So that's that. The seats at the table remain you, me, Robbie. That's where our union sits currently. Three dominant conglomerates that are forcing their way into the conversation.
1: Boom. Bam.
0: I like that. Yes. I say all of this. That was scripted, by the way. I wrote that. <laughs> um, I say all of this just to, I don't know, to vent, but also to say that when... There's a certain, like I've said, there's a certain respect that we all have for each other at TBR, but there's also a respect that, like, we've all earned, like, yeah. like what you've done in the last year can't be discredited, but there also can't be other people that are going to, like, take offense to that,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I don't know, like, lash out, I don't know, like, you know, know Robbie, so- yeah, yeah, Robbie certainly doesn't have that in him, I certainly yeah. don't have that in me, I don't look at a video that gets 1.5 million views, and that's a million new people that we've introduced to our content and be upset at that that's yeah. fucking crazy if we could do that yeah. every day i would take you or robbie or anybody else who wants to do the work here getting a million views every single day and me getting none every day yeah. I know i'd you're so sh- much rather that you know yeah so i know you're saying yeah just had to but on the positive side of things we're killing it i so, know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's I, I that's the big three right now in my eyes and that's kind of how it's been for for a long while right i mean i think that people understand that when the three of us are together there's no matching that energy no it's so good there isn't and it's yeah. just going to only continue to go up from here i also don't want to like when i say we're the only people that have seats at the table i don't want a slight like guys who are around it but not like full like like a guy like Ferrullo. um (laughs) people who played in the wiffle ball league like jackson all those guys obviously they have seats at the table when it comes to like the tbr family Mm -hmm. right they're a part of it our our audience oh of course yeah Yeah. (laughs) our audience recognizes them they like share a passion for it especially jackson who i think could like honestly like do more outside of like wiffle ball like i think he wants to and i I don't we would have to kind of explore a way for that to work out but um mm-hmm. but yeah there's people like that the metro brothers paul terry that all of the athletics everybody who played in wiffleball gets a free pass i agree you know? yeah th- like but it's just you know those guys aren't like creating content on a day-to-day basis they're more mm-hmm. like they're like actors in a show is the best way to put it i don't know if that sounds bad but i don't think it no has.
1: i think i think even <laughs> if they're listening to they understand it's like
0: it's like we are producing the show and writing it and directing it and funding it. And, you know, we are kind of pulling the strings, so to speak. Um, but they're obviously a part of it. The viewers of the show recognize them and they know who they are. But at the end of the day, it's our child. And like, we started it and we're the ones that, you know, are running the company. Uh, but I don't want to discredit those guys as well. Cause a guy like Ferulo has been around for like ever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's always just like around. He's not, he's like, you know, again pursuing a career in it i can't force everybody to like love sports media and social media but um like he loves doing the tbr stuff and he loves being around it and he's a loyal follower he likes every one of our posts so i don't want to discredit those people you all obviously have a seat at the table it's the people that have we've brought in have made content for us for x number of time x number of whatever's you know had a cup of coffee and uh yeah just you know don't want to don't want to see eye to eye with us so that's fine um but anyway that's enough on the state of the union let's get into the actual episode now um let's talk morgan riley i feel like you're gonna have some interesting thoughts on this
1: yeah i mean so my biggest thing with it is i personally don't have a problem with what with ridley greek or greg whatever his name is yeah ridley. he's got a weird name i think it's ridley <laughs> greg 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 i don't know yeah i have like a problem Grieg. with what he, what is what did you what did you say greg Greg? I said it's spelled Greek. like Greg. I don't know how. It's yeah, pronounced. I have no clue. Anyway, I don't have a problem with the slap shot into the empty net. I put myself in his shoes as a player and competitor. Almost every person who is or was an athlete at some point can feel that like the fiery side of being a competitor. Put yourself in him, his shoes. You're playing against your rival. Your barn is pretty much filled with their fans. Toronto virtually takes over that rank every yeah. single time they get there. You're beating one of the best teams. I mean, Best team, one of the best teams in the league, quote unquote. Toronto's really not that good, but you know what I mean. They have four yes. players over on crazy. Uh, they're
0: they're they're always going to be viewed exactly. as a good
1: win, you know exactly. And you're the rival. It's the battle of Ontario, and I think they beat them this year in their series, or is oh, they smoked now. them this smoked year, in like almost every mark.
0: game. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you're about to close it out at home. No better way to do it, like you hit, like than than a fuck you with a slap shot to the empty net. I don't hate it. Do I think it's ballsy as uh, ballsy? Yeah, that's one of the most, yeah. that's so ballsy. I don't think I could do it, but I put myself in his shoes and I see why he did it. My problem with what Morgan Riley did is he cross-checked him in the freaking chicklets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, right yep. in the chicklets. Like, right in his jaw. Like, really, like everyone knows, no matter what the situation is, that you, you don't do that. If he dropped his gloves and just started pummeling him, feeding him punches, and he got suspended for that, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. It's What's the crazy that,
0: is that's a more acceptable response, but exactly. a worse physical I act. <laughs> I know,
1: I agree. And that's what I'm, I was about to get to that, too. And don't get me wrong, that sounds crazy. But in the game, that's like a lot less, like, that isn't, that's like, a, it's an unwritten rule. To, basically, there are two unwritten rules, I guess, were broken. Slap shot into an empty net, I guess that's kind of taunting in some sense. But I would have done that, probably. Like, you know, if I'm him, like, dude, like, I don't know, why not? But this is, you know, the cross check to the face. Like, that's a total. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> I think the suspension is well, what was it, five games. I think that's fair. Yeah. I do. Um, I think he probably would have got suspended f- f- maybe a couple games less if he had done that in a different situation in the game. Like That's the way I look at it. Like, think about how often a guy gets cross-checked in the face. Probably often. But how often is it with that intent? You know what I'm saying? Like Sometimes you're going to accidentally cross-check a guy in the face and you're just going to get a high sticking penalty. <laughs> Right. But when you're when you you're back you're back checking on him, he just puts a slap shot from three feet in front of the net into an empty net and you're going right at him like this, with both your hands ready to cross check him in the mouth. Like, yeah, sorry. There's a lot you knew what you were doing there. There was no way around it.
0: So yeah, it's it's the malicious intent that I think yeah. is getting him the five. Yeah. Because like you said, that play can happen in a game and it's yeah. just a, like a high stick penalty yeah. or cross check penalty. The,
1: yeah, it's the fact that he damn well knew where he was hitting him and he went right at him. So it's like, I don't know. I think I I understand why it is such a big thing. Cause like, I don't know if you remember this, David Perron got suspended six games for earlier in the season. He cross-checked zoo, but I think it was on the senators. If I'm correct, maybe not. Or he used to be on the Senators, but I forget what team it was against. I'll look right now. I forget, but
0: I I remember the exact play. Cause we've seen this happen before in different capacities. I remember the COVID playoffs. There was one bad one. I think it was the, um,
1: was it the Canadians and the Jets? Yeah, it was uh, Jake Evans put a puck into an empty net on the Canadians and someone much blew him up. I forget who it yeah. was, though. Was it Shifley?
0: I was going to say Shifley. Been. That, that, that would have been after Truba left, right? Because that's, that's up yeah, his alley that, to do, but I think he was gone by then.
1: Yeah, that was the 21 playoffs where like fans were kind of allowed in the rink, but not yet. Where the, It was like the Mickey Mouse win for the... Right. Where the Canadians were in the finals. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, the Canadian division. Yeah, which sucked. Yeah, that was a little bit more like he was wrapping it around. Like, it wasn't as a reaction. Like, he still was making a play
1: on him, yeah, kind of. Yeah, And
0: that was just well, not yeah. necessary. But Yeah,
1: it was like you knew damn well he was going to score. You didn't need to blow him up a second and a half later. Like, it's not like right. there was a goalie there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew it was going in. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when it comes to the Morgan Riley thing, like, I – understand why it was it is such it should be a big deal That's a crazy play that happened and i think i don't know how you feel about what uh really greed did or whatever his name. i feel bad butchering it but i am yeah. like i don't know how you feel like i think that's the kind of player he is too like he's gonna be he's, he's like he's like a ball of energy like he wants to mix things up like that's how he plays and he's good so i don't know how you feel about him taking the clapper into the empty net like what do you think
0: mixed feelings i think the yeah. way you the way you put it actually actually is like making me like change my thought because i'm going back to like when i played yeah and i definitely would have done this if yeah I dude, I Like, think of like you off. really gotta
1: you're a competitor <laughs> you're being the team that's you know freaking pretty much their fans ran your fans out of the barn because they bought all the tickets because they're probably right. cheaper than buying them in toronto because toronto you got to be freaking five hundred dollars for a freaking ticket in the balcony probably yeah right freaking like an idiot but i'm just saying it's <laughs> coming out there were
0: certainly like when i played there were certainly yeah. a lot of unwritten rules that i probably yeah. at least like dabbled with breaking or broke mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. time i mean the emotions of the game get the best of you no 100 um speaking of little side note for the first time in my life i got recruited to play in a men's league game today hey. recruited they break it, down. break it down they sent me the text last night um and i guess i don't know i didn't know if i was I don't want to say uh, I was not welcome back at this skate, but this was the this was the eight thirty skate that I scored my first career hat trick at <laughs> my first bit. men's yeah. league career hat trick. Yeah, I've scored a hat trick in a game. Not a. But um uh yeah, so I went like a month ago and I texted you. I it was definitely a physical skate, and I think everybody thought I was a lot younger than I was. They were you know talking shit to me, or whatever, because a young guy. I probably was the youngest, but I wasn't like twelve. Mm-hmm. You know. Just a 21. There's probably a group of like older 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, um, but I shoved it down their fucking throats. I scored three goals, had multiple assists. I was I was a game manager, you know, out there. <laughs> I was like Brock Purdy. I just I was a, I was seeing the vision of the ice really well. I was an ice <laughs> general, you know, and I defense forward, whatever general. it was. Yeah, I was running it if I was if I was running point. Oh, my God. Every single time I'd take the puck behind my own net, we'd set up the perfect breakout <laughs> unnecessarily, too. We'd win the faceoff at the center dot, and I'd skate all the way back, and I'd be behind the net. Like, all right, let's set it up. And every, control, time, control, control. every time we'd come out in, like, the flying V, it'd be like a three-on-one. Oh, oh, my God. I was skating circles around these guys um, to the point where they wanted the other team wanted to trade for me in-game. So I was a topic of conversation. But I didn't know if I was going to be welcome back. So last night at 7 o'clock, I got a text. Uh, hey, it's uh, it's it's so and so from the eight thirty skate at, at X location. Uh, reaching out to let you know that we have two goalies for tomorrow in case you wanted to play. Looking forward to seeing you there. Hey. This isn't so, this isn't someone who works for them, there's someone at yeah, the skate that does it. That's I don't know scary. how they got my number, but I
1: asked,
0: yeah, probably asked the, the company that runs yeah. it or whatever, but I didn't skate. Um, I don't have a car, so I couldn't oh, true, get there, true, true. but, um, maybe next week we'll arrange for that to, uh, to happen. But anyway, that's the Morgan rally thing. My initial thoughts on it was, okay. So I saw people say the, the best defense that I actually had for, okay, this is a horrible way to set this up. I'm all over the fucking map right now. This is one of those situations where I would say everybody is in the wrong,
1: <laughs> every yeah, yeah. single
0: person involved including the fans and including the Maple Leafs reaction everything yeah. was negative like it's I saw way. this and I was like there's a different way to go about all of this I thought the slap shot into the empty net was a major fuck you which yeah. I think it was intended to be 100 but I think it it went a step further than fuck you it was disrespectful in my opinion and it was again like you said one of those unwritten rules that You if you're gonna do it, go ahead, but yeah, just know that there's gonna be consequences for that.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I touched on that not to cut you off, but I was utterly shocked that he just curled up the ice with his hands down and not expecting to get clobbered. Right. (laughs) Continue.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and my dad says this a lot, friend of the program, more so when watching football games. He's not a fan of when the defense makes an interception. They, they all run up. to the end yep. zone, and they, like, do the yeah. big thing together. And he'll always say, there's a lot of celebrating for a team that's, like, 4-11. and 11. Like, the Pats yeah. would do it this year. And it's yeah. like, all right, calm the fuck down. You're not that good. And I get yeah. like you said, they, they did have their way with the Maple Leafs this year. But the Ottawa Senators are not a good hockey team this <clears> year. <throat> I thought they were going to be. But they're not. Their record says otherwise. It's, like you said, it's ballsy to do this in any capacity Mm -hmm. especially when you're at the bottom of the division um so i i personally i wouldn't i I, maybe i would have done it in the game in like my fucking in high school you know when i was like just a menace and i would you know cheap shot people like that's the way i played but this again it was an unwritten rule that i think maybe shouldn't have been crossed in that situation um but i did see the one good like rebuttal to that that i saw people say was this was more for morgan riley's reaction if you're so upset then don't let them beat you and don't let him score an empty net goal and so i kind of get that too like where was this fire when the game was zero zero or when was this fire when he was going you know on the breakaway on the back check like oh Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you have it's my same issue with zay flowers um I didn't talk about that on this podcast. I talked about it in a radio class. I said that when Zay Flowers of the Ravens got the taunting penalty and then fumbled the ball, then when he went back to the sideline, slam and shit He's yeah. all over the place. Oh come on, what the fuck? It's like oh now you have like that now you're upset that yeah. mentality. It's like where were you like five minutes ago when you fucked up? Um, but I also think like you said, Morgan Riley's definitely in the wrong. I think five games isn't enough. Um, it was malicious intent cross check to the face i like the response you know like we're not gonna let someone fucking take a clapper from the the mouth of the crease on an yeah, empty net me too. poor execution by him i <laughs> would have like you said i think dropping the gloves or even just going over there send yeah. a message yeah i don't i think the only message that you sent i think it's worse to cross check someone in the face i, like
1: I agree i think that <laughs> i think the cross check comes off as such like a I don't even know the right way to word it, but like it's like whining almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like, oh poor me, like screw you. Like you just did that to me. I'm gonna cross at you in the face. Yeah,
0: you're just frustrated.
1: Like, how about you show some balls and like just grab them? Like
0: I'd That's rather him I,
1: yeah. I'd rather him like tackle him to the ground and like shoot, like freaking toss him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like just grapple with him. You don't even have to fight him. Like you said, send the message that you give a fuck. Go over there and just grab him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because what ended up happening is he cross-checks them, and then everyone else does exactly what should have happened. They just grab each other. Right. <laughs> and then that's all that had to happen. Like,
0: yeah. And um, I think there should have been, like, uh, from all fronts, I think there should have been more, like, accountability on this whole situation. Like, I think about the basketball equivalent to this is, like, dunking on the the hoop at the end of the game when time's yeah. running out. Yeah. Um, and we've seen players do that before, and there's certainly a reaction. But I think – What I like about when you see it in basketball is there's veteran guys on that team who will go and be like, hey, that's an unwritten rule. Uh, Don't do that. It's a regular season game. I get that (laughs) this is our rival, but regular season game, you already have them beat. It it hurts a lot more to just beat them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to hurt them a lot more to just beat them. Granted. Did he get what he did? Did Ridley Grieg or whatever get what he wanted out of it? Maybe Morgan Raleigh got suspended for five games. He looks like the bad guy. We've mm-hmm. got a lot of people jumping to this kid's defense. Henrik Lundqvist yeah. was like, I've got no problem with it. I was shocked by that. Felt Me like goalies would have stood up more for like the respect for the cage and respect yeah. for like the empty net. Like, especially when you pull an empty net, you're taking a huge risk. The Bruins yeah. did it last night with like 35 minutes left
1: on the clock. That was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs>
0: You know, it's one of the like to to go down and like, I don't know, I have a respect for the teams that pull the goalie and, you know, are are making a push to try and win a game, especially when you're down by like multiple goals. Um, I don't know. I think it's a it's a learning experience for Ridley and the Senators. I think it's a bit of a humbling moment for them as well, too, because while they kind of have their moment in the sun right now the reality of the situation is you're still not a good team and Mm -hmm. this won't have any impact on your, or the Maple Leaf season. If anything, it might fire the Maple Leafs up and like force them to try and like get it. I know they're in the playoffs right now as we speak, but like try and get in the playoffs solidified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Morgan Riley, who doesn't have much of a history with the player safety department, whatever he'll take his five games, whatever he sent the message and then he'll probably come back and light it up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was interested to hear what your thoughts were on Sheldon Keefe saying that he didn't have a problem with it.
1: What Morgan Riley did? Yes. Is that what he said? Yes. Um, I think that's what you want from, I think what, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with him saying that because like, yeah, there is no right way to justify someone cross-checking somebody in the mouth or cross-checking somebody in the chin, wherever he hit him. Mm -hmm. But his players did what he expected to, like you know you're a coach and someone just slap shotted the other someone on the other team just took a slap shot like you said at the mouth of the crease into the into your empty net and none of your players do anything that would be a problem so right. from the response standpoint I think a coach and I think most coaches from a you know from just the 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 root of what happened are happy with like what he did so I understand why he said that I don't think he's gonna go out to Especially right after the game, and be like, "Yeah, I like what he did, but I don't think he should have cross-checked him in the mouth like that." He no, no, I don't think any coach is really going to say that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of weird. I because like it sounds like he's justifying and cross-checking him in the mouth, which he probably is. Yeah, but I think, but I think at the root of it, at least for me, like he's justifying the response or saying, "I'm glad someone fucking you know responded." Doesn't matter what he did. Doesn't matter if he freaking took his head off. He, someone responded. That's that's what I needed. So I think that's where he's coming from. Do I think he's wrong in saying I don't have a problem with him cross checking him in the mouth? Yeah, that's a, that's that's not that's not that's not. There's no room for that in the game. There's no room for that in hockey.
0: Yeah, but I think they're like, in a know. they're in a weird situation again. I'm like you. I'm fifty 50-50 on it. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of conversation about the Maple Leafs lack of response this season. Yeah. Um, which I kind of thought was silly at first because when the thing happened with marshan and Lilgren or whatever however you pronounce his name Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um everyone like sheldon keith called his players out he's like i'm shocked there was no response and i was like well it was a 50 50 puck i don't think marshan cheap shot at him they Lilgren initiated contact he just ended up getting hurt yeah um in kind of like a freak no one was at fault injury but the narrative after that was like the Leafs don't have any tough guys. Like, what the fuck did we bring Ryan Reeves and Tyler Bertuzzi in here for? Like, there needs to be a response with stuff like this. They need to, yeah. you know, protect their players. Um, and uh, there was a lot of negative feedback about their top six as well. Like, those guys are are too finesse that the Leafs just have this like soft mentality. And they're you know the leaders of the team, so to speak, like Tavares as captain, Matthews as assistant. Like those guys are are kind of bringing in this culture of like don't react to things and keep you know cooler heads prevail. Austin Matthews is a very tamed individual. Same with Mitch Marner. Same with Nylander. You don't see those guys get hot very often. Hot in terms of temper, not hot in terms of scoring. Austin Matthews got a fucking natty last night, Um, but. Yeah, so I think that this is definitely connected to that whole narrative all season. Definitely. I think Morgan Riley probably in that moment saw was A, frustrated, but B, saw an opportunity where there should have been a response to something and went over the top because there's been a lack of a response from their team all season. Mm -hmm. I also think the Leafs in the media have been so headstrong about we need guys that are going to go out there and protect our team, protect our identity, protect our reputation, protect our superstars, protect our goalies. We need the Ryan Reeves, the Bertuzzi's, the Morgan Riley's. We need those guys to play their role. They're not here to score goals. They're not yeah. here to, you know, get G's and A's and P's in the column. They're here to to go play physical hockey and to bring that brand to a team that's in a division where physical hockey very much exists. The Boston Bruins are a very physical team. They have great responses when there's net crashes, when there's shit like this that happens. The Florida Panthers are the peskiest of teams, but they play physical and they're good. They have their superstar players. They have their goal scores, but they have responses to stuff like this in an appropriate manner. I mean, Obviously, you've got players on each of those teams that could be pinned as dirty or could be pinned as borderline players. I think about Marsha. I think about Nick cousins in Florida. Yeah. Um, Tampa's whole fucking roster is kind of cheesy, you know, um, even Kucherov. Yeah. Kucherov's kind of a dick. You know, yeah. Stamkos has that fire. Hedman's got that fire. Um, Nick Paul. He's another guy that I yeah. don't like, but the, he, you know, he gets under skin very well. So I think the Maple Leafs, because they've been so, They've had this desire to want to be like those teams that are in their own division cuz at the end of the day you're going to have to compete with these teams in the playoffs if you yeah. want to win a playoff series which you never do. I think they're they can't now go back on their word and be like, "Yeah, that response was inappropriate." Cuz it's like, "Well, mm-hmm. you've been you Sheldon Keith have been preaching to your players all season that you want a type of response like that." Yeah, that's so a good way to put it. Do I genuinely think that he wanted to go in front of the media and say yeah, I liked it. I have no problem with it. No, I think any head coach in that situation, like you said, probably would have taken the good with the bad and and Mm -hmm. not condoned the execution of it, but said we have a responsibility to, you know, to kind of guard those unwritten rules as it relates to our team and the defense Mm -hmm. of our team. But he, I think he was put in a tough position. I think it sounded incredibly stupid. To come out and say, yeah, no, that was good, because yeah, now you're you're basically saying to the league, all right, fuck you, this is okay, you can suspend our players as many games as you want, and we have no problem with this. Um, I also the appeal of the suspension is wild to me, crazy, wild. They Dude, do that you with you like. Every lucky system. you got five. I know. I know. I would be like, oh, only five games.
1: Damn, I thought it was be like six or seven. I thought they were yeah. going to do it with like Peron match that. Right.
0: Well, what they did with Peron was they tried to send a message because this yeah. is starting to become a problem is the, yeah. the
1: control of the
0: sticks and they, the outlandish yeah. responses to stuff. Yeah. Clearly that message was not received by Morgan Riley. Not at all. So I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see how it impacts the Maple Leafs. Won't impact Other, the Senate for the rest of the, the year. Yeah. I'm yeah I'm for sorry. the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. Or if he, his appeal is actually happening as we speak. Is it? Um, okay. It was, I think, noon in New York in okay. person this morning. Got uh, it. So. Yeah, maybe once we hop off this pod, we can catch a train to New York and and see if we can be get there. some. Be there. What do they call that? Primary sources.
1: Yeah, <laughs> go out there and be like Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. What happened?
0: Right. Exactly. So uh, I don't know. I'm sure by the time we get off the podcast, we'll hear more. I don't. Th- I don't think they're gonna reduce it. Me either. I, uh, that's insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, another event that happened over the weekend that uh, we can talk about unwritten rules or maybe some more. Strict or solidified rules: the Waste management Phoenix Open. Mm. We don't usually talk golf tournaments outside of the majors on this podcast, but this one, I think, is going to be very interesting to talk about. So the Waste Management Phoenix Open is historically uh, it, it's an event. Um, it is known for its rowdiness and its culture, mm-hmm. um, and it has a reputation of being one of the tournaments that's amongst the players a little more relaxed because the spectators are so fucking rowdy, mm-hmm. right? So the player, obviously, you want to win. It's a tournament on the PGA Tour. It's a big tournament, so you want to win it, but I'm sitting here watching the Genesis. It's certainly not the Genesis. You know, it, it's got its own kind of culture, so the players understand that, and they kind of, you know, they, they play into it, and they there's a lot more player-to-fan interaction in a good way, or there has been in recent years. Yeah. Um, so this year, and I don't know why this was, it definitely got out of hand to the point where alcohol sales were halted for the first time ever. And the gates were closed at one point because the spectators were so out of line. So I guess the question that we can talk about here that I've been going back and forth on, I've seen it on social media, I mean, because a lot of the players this year reacted. This was the first time that you really saw players at this tournament cussing out fans saying in the media that like this tournament is like a joke Mm -hmm. like the the tournament officials need to get a grasp of it should this tournament stop promoting this culture of like rowdiness or i don't know i mean i guess there's a lot of questions that arise from this but like what do you think like what like is this just one of because in my opinion you know what you're signing up for if you're a player it's been like this for 30 plus years so to complain about it i think is wild but I also think that golf has a problem right now with its spectators. And we're seeing it outside of
1: the waste management. Mm -hmm. But what do you think? I mean, my problem with it is, is like, I I like what you said about from like the player's standpoint, like, you know, you're signing up for like, when if you know anything about golf, and you're somewhat in touch with the golf world, or like in top with it, like, you know, Sixteenth hole at the Waste Management Open. It looks like it's a football stadium. You know what I'm saying? You have the wraparound. Yeah. You have the wraparound. Sit, like that is sick. Wraparound stands. Like that's awesome. Like to me, I think that's great for the game. I think it's good that the players can, you know, get the chance to f- kind of feel that pressure. You know, being surrounded by that. Like it's different. I, th- I like that side of it. Yeah. In the whole course. I know there's probably other, there's probably other holes that you know have more stands than most golf courses do when they go to these tournaments and. You know the environment like you said it kind of has that it's just it's a lot of ruckus it's you know it's like you know people are drunk fans are you know loud it's different it's you know you're not quiet during the back you know they're they're back right. sort of, you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like yeah. yeah so i like that for like you know kind of a change of pace maybe personally maybe it's good for the players i don't know i could see that being good you know change of pace try it but i think when it comes to that, my problem is it's like it's become like a let's go and get fucked up at this golf tournament because that's what you do right um that to me is different but i'll be honest like for players to come out and be like this isn't cool you know like you said cussing out fans blah blah. blah, like this needs to stop okay then why have been in the past like why have players gone into it with fans in a good way like i feel like i have memories of fans like you know players like shotgunning beers with them or like drinking beer like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, like, it's it's a two-way street. You can't be a hypocrite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I understand. Yes. It's not the same players that are shocking in the beers, or, at least from my knowledge, are the ones that are complaining. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. Because I'd find that very hard to believe. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, if I'm a golfer, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on the PGA Tour. Like, you said, best way to put it. You know what you're signing up for. Did you know that there are going to be what? How many people? They they let in, like, a, an unholy amount of people. A crazy like, amount scanning, of people. They stopped, like, scanning the tickets. Like, that's the tournament's fault, my opinion, not the fans. If you ask me, so how does that happen? That's where the problem really starts with me is like, okay, like your professional event, your PGA tour, this is the best golfers in the world are there. And you're just letting any Joe Schmo in because he looks at the part or your fucking scan, your ticket scanners aren't working. Like, come on, come on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not cool. That's not cool. That's where the problem starts with me. Then the alcohol, you know, consumption like you no know, people probably buying too much going too much i mean there's a loophole at every event for that you buy two at this station you go to at the other one you can buy it anywhere it's not like they have your name written down at every single every single concession stand you know what i'm saying
0: yeah that's the dumbest rule that's dumb oh you yeah, can only buy two like-
1: at each vendor okay but i can go walk around the entire you go to every vendor dude and i can get fucking <laughs> hammered like so obviously like that's bound to happen there's going to be people that are probably a little too drunk a little too this so I don't really know my, I think my biggest problem with it is it really like, how does it even get to the point where there's too many people in there that you need to ban? Like that's the, that, that has nothing to do with the fans in my opinion. Like, yeah. Did some of them probably go a little too hard. Yeah. But that probably happens every year, but there's the right amount of fans in there. So I don't know. That's kind of my tangent for a little bit. I don't really, I didn't really get anywhere with that. Those are just my thoughts.
0: No, it's a it's a good analysis. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think the, the thing that bothered me the most was the reaction from the players. I mean. Yeah. Zach Johnson, that fucking Muppet. He sucks. First of all, you go you go to Italy and you completely screw your country over in the Ryder Cup. He <laughs> was a horrible captain and should never be the captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Yeah, again. he's bad. He's not a well-liked player on the PGA Tour. Um, And then to see him, like, lecturing fans, it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I think that there are some guys on tour that I would give a free pass to when it comes to, like, complaining about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the top players who are a little more like level headed, who um, you know, a Rory McElroy. If Rory was like, look, yeah. I love this tournament, but like the fans have got to keep it in check. But he's right, because he is right. <laughs> they the players have a point. No, the yeah. The problem definitely, definitely. is I don't think it should be them making this point yeah it should be because first of all it sounds super hypocritical with all this PJ live stuff going on you guys want to be seen as athletes and and you're the whole like argument is like we want to get paid like professional athletes we want to be seen as athletes we want people to take golf more seriously as a sport okay don't show up to an event like the waste management open then and then complain about the spectators complain about the types of people that are going there Mm -hmm. and complain about the sport of golf yeah like it, which way do you want it? And like you said, it's not the same players, but I feel like any player that speaks out speaks for the PGA tour at this point. Cause that's where we've gotten. Right. So, yeah. That's like, a good way to put it. You so yeah. badly want to protect the PGA tour. If you're like a PGA tour person and you're against live. And we talked about this when Robbie was on the episode, the whole PGA versus live thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I see a guy like Colin Morikawa come out and be like, Oh, the PGA tour is not doing great about this. I'm like, fuck the players on the PGA tour are not happy. You know? Mm-hmm. You got to keep guys like that happy. You got to keep Rory happy. You got to keep Scotty Scheffler happy. Like, those are the guys that I'd be worried about losing out to live on, you know? And I know that it's all going to become one in a couple years anyway. They're going to merge or whatever. They're going to do something and everybody's going to be allowed to play on both tours, you know? Great, whatever. Um, but yeah, at this moment in time, you're competing with live. Um, and you have an event like this, which gives you a huge upper hand against live, right? It's Super Bowl weekend people are pretty much going to be tuned in, especially on Sunday, on the final day of the tournament. People yeah. are pretty much going to be tuned into, like, Super Bowl pregame coverage. And, hey, guess who had the Super Bowl this year? CBS. Who had the final round of the Waste Management Open? CBS. Yeah. So if you were just going to plan on flipping the TV on and rolling right into the Super Bowl, then you were going to get the the Waste Management Open on earlier in the day, yeah. you know? So Like, what... This is a prime opportunity to get ahead of live, right? You had the go-to time slot. You had the go-to network. But it's like I didn't even watch – and I think the weather was bad, so it ended up getting pushed like Monday anyway. Yeah. But um, I didn't even really watch beyond the first couple days because – all I was seeing was like players yelling at fans, players getting into fights with fans, the fans getting way too aggressive, like people getting kicked out. Like it was a fucking gong show this year. Yeah. Um. I've always been a fan, like you said, the 16th hole. It's like one of the one of the more special like golf course golf course is, but also like just holes in terms yeah. of like the spectacle. The spectacle is a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a really it's good one way. of the more important spectacles on the PGA tour. Um, but I do think that there was different energy around the tournament this year. And I think that what the players do have a point that in years past, right, the fans have been rowdy, they've been belligerent, they've been loud. You kind of get like leeway when it comes to like the unwritten rules of golf spectatorship in terms of your noise level, your when you're talking, like, you know, how you celebrate certain you know, missed putts, made putts, whatever. Even yeah. the players, like like you said, shotgunning beers. I remember Joel Damon yeah. ri- and ripping yeah. his shirt off on the 16th yeah. hole. Stuff like that yeah. probably doesn't fly at like Augusta, yeah. you know. So it's accepted at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. However, I always feel like the spectators have still carried themselves with a certain etiquette for golf, not like the proper etiquette that you would see at an Augusta or at st andrews or this yeah. prestigious golf course that you know some of the majors are held at or even some of the you know bigger tournaments like the public courses you know sawgrass or um or uh oak hill or whatever it is mm-hmm. um or i don't know is it oak hill that they oak something that they had the pga championship at a couple years No, I think, anyway i think you're right yeah oak hill was also the name of uh of an apartment complex at my first school that would throw parties so everyone's like, "Oh, you going to Oak Hill tonight?" So now I'm questioning whether that's the golf course. Or I'll look not. it up. I'll look it up. Um, I think they had like the 2020 PGA Championship there or something. or 2021. I just remember the logo. I think it is Oak Hill or Oak Hills or something. Um, but you um, you 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 don't have the same as a spectator. You don't have you don't need to have the same level of etiquette that you would at some of those courses. But you, they, there, there was still, like, a mutual respect between, like, the players and the fans, which I feel like was lost mm-hmm. this past weekend. Yeah. And it was kind of disappointing to see. I think, like you said, on the 16th hole, the players will, like, encourage the fans to, like, get loud during their backswing. That is different than in the middle of the fairway on, like, the ninth hole, dead quiet, and then all of a sudden someone winds up in their backswing and someone just screams for the sake of screaming you know yeah. like I saw Billy Horschel chew somebody out for that and I was like I actually respect him doing I mean, that because yeah. I like Billy Horschel my dad hates him I like him and I liked that he didn't like getting this guy's grill he was like what the fuck man like you're paying to like this is our job like you're paying to watch us do this like don't fuck it up for us yeah. you know it's one thing to be on the 16th hole and to have the players like be like give me yeah, some more energy that. right yeah. and then like like when it's dead quiet and then to scream and so like almost like a jump scare. That's yeah, going to fuck gonna their me- shot that's up. That's going to mess with anybody. Right. So I, I do think, and, and I think it draws to the larger picture of just like golf definitely has like a spectator problem. You know, I think the culture around golf nowadays is getting, like you said, very frat, bro, very, Let's go out and let's get hammered. I mean, I saw a video this week and it was like a golf podcast or something. And they posed a good question. They're like, do just do just courses have a pace of play problem? And if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know that I would 1000% agree that there is a decorum and etiquette issue on almost every public or private golf course in America, right? Because if you are the casual, I don't want to call myself a casual golfer, but I play golf just to kind of go out there, right? Like, if you're the casual solo golfer that enjoys going out, you know, playing around, I care a lot about golf and I love keeping my score and I love keeping a low handicap. But I like to play by myself. I like the pace of the game. You know, I like being able to hit a shot, go up to the next one, hit a shot, hit the next, you know, go up to the next one, whatever. If you're like me and you go out to a public course or a private course and you get stuck behind the eight some or the twelve some corporate Johnny party that's shotgun and beers the whole time and leaving their trash all over the golf course. And they take 30 minutes on each hole. I've found myself leaving the golf course in a lot of situations being in the shoes of the solo golfer who actually just wants to enjoy his round. Right. And I think that speaks to just the, the problem that golf has nowadays. The culture is breeding something different. There's a lack of etiquette. There's a lack of respect. I think that the intent for the game is different. I think a lot of people use it as an escape and they use it as an excuse to go and drink and go and get away from work and to just go be with like the boys, which Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with that. The second I do start having a problem with that is when you start impacting other people's ability to play. Yeah. Yeah. Because golf is a shared game. It's the same thing as tennis. It's the same thing as those recreational sports. Everything's a shared game when it comes to recreational. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about just like basketball courts. There's a certain etiquette for going and playing pickup basketball. It's the same with golf. I think that it's just lost. I think that nobody really gives a shit anymore. And that's being reflected in events like this. It sucks to see. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you have, you have any uh, in your... Because no, you've worked on definitely. golf courses and you, you get it.
1: No, yeah. When it comes to like the pace of play thing, like I think it, I agree with that. I think, I think you, I, I really can't even add to it. because what you said, I agree with. So I mean, just like I don't know, from my experience, I've worked on smaller golf courses, so I don't really have like the, the big time like hot shot golf course like kind of vibe. But I think it just comes from like. Golf has become such a casual thing for some people to like go out and fuck around that it's like taken away from the, like, I guess, the art of the game. And I guess kind of you explain it, like when you were, when you go solo, you still care about how you're playing, even if it's going out for fun. Yet you have people who go out there and just dick around and don't care and think it's a, some stupid hobby. And I think COVID's a big part of that. I know a lot of people got good during COVID, but a lot of people started effing around during COVID because that was one of the right. old things that was open COVID summer was golf because yeah. you we were outside. So I don't know. I think there really isn't much I can add, but I think it's just a, uh, it's very interesting. Kind of just the culture around not only like golfers, but golf fans. So, and people, golf fans who consider themselves golfers, it's going to be. And I think a lot of it has to do with kind of what's going on within the PGA and live, you know what I'm saying? Like, because people are yes. kind of tuning, people are kind of Good tuning point. it out. And also to like, you have some people who are like, fuck this, this is too much. And they're not even caring anymore. But then you also have people who are like, really really into it and it's affecting how you know they view the game so i think you and robbie talked about it a lot like this is good and bad for the game i guess hinted on both that stuff when it came to the live tour and pga all that stuff so like i guess i'm kind of interested to see kind of the direction that the golf culture goes in because i think it's kind of become you put it really good like like the frat bro hobby you know yes i do this for a business meeting kind of thing which you know <laughs> you know, if, you're, if you're there to golf you're there to golf if you're there to fuck around go sit at the bar you know what i mean like i don't agreed you like, know I'm, I'm a i'm not a good golfer but i hope you can attest when i go at least i to i try to keep a pace i actually you know don't think I'm, you're
0: a bad golfer at all yeah i just um, i just
1: don't golf oft, often enough to say i'm a good golfer I, yeah, I, I I mean, i'm a casual you know what yeah I'm saying? but
0: that's like no that's how it should be and I, I yeah that's a good point to bring up is i think there's a fine line between like someone who enjoys the game and has respect for it but isn't like Yeah, the best at it, or is in their like learning stage. Yeah, versus someone who's in that same position, but uses it as something completely different. Yeah, right. Isn't there for the golf? Is there for like the experience that, like you said, you could just get by going to a bar?
1: Exactly. Don't get me wrong. If you want to go out there and have a couple drinks with the guys, and you want when you're golfing, like, sure, do that. But also keep in mind what what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like you're golfing. You're not drinking with golfing on the side. You're golfing with some with some drinks. Like, yeah, you can drink on golf courses. That's where they sell it. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of it. But it isn't. And I'm talking from a pure playing as like, you know, a recreational standpoint. Like, you're going out for fun on a Tuesday afternoon with your friends. You're going golfing. If you want to have a couple of beers, uh, sure, sign me up. You're more than welcome to. But you're not shotgunning beers after someone just teed off. You're not, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you're in the cart. Take a sip. Before you go take your shot, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, if I you
0: want to make golf a social event, then play mini golf, or yes, go to the would. go yeah. to the driving yeah. range, there's or go to, to a it. simulator. Yeah, there's a simulator there's down do the street for me that yeah. is not really a simulator that you go to to like work on your game. It's yeah. like top golf.
1: Yeah, you there? To go have top golf's
0: the perfect way to put it. It's like yeah. go have drinks, go have dinner, go with your yep. friends. You can hit the golf ball and yep. like
1: you have don't fun. have
0: to be good. Fine. Don't bring it to my course, and don't take thirty-five yeah. minutes on every hole, yeah. and don't leave your trash all over the place, and don't attack people on the golf mm-hmm. course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never. Um,
0: yeah, I won't forget that. All right. Anyway, um, before we move on to some Super Bowl talk, I have some breaking news, which we don't get a lot on this podcast. The domestic abuse case against ah. Boston Bruins forward Milan Lucic has been dropped. I saw that too. Interesting. Let's talk about that for a second. First yeah. of all, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have many thoughts. I guess what I would say is, do you think yeah. they're going to bring him back? Probably not, right?
1: Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Uh, you <laughs> probably saw this on what was it NHL discussion? This poster, that's where I saw it. He wants I saw to- it on uh, Boston
0: oh. Fox twenty five News. Oh, got you, damn! Okay. Right up.
1: <laughs> I know that he's going to meet with Gary Bettman. That's what I heard. So I'm interested to see on what the mm. league decides. You know what I mean? Like this is right because uh, he's in
0: a- the he got placed in like the exempt list or something Yeah, while something this was all weird. going on. Something yeah. weird. Yeah.
1: So definitely, definitely interested or interested to see kind of what happens. Uh I understand why he wants to play, you know what I mean? Especially, I mean, we don't, I don't really know too much after kind of what, I wouldn't say anything boiled over, but once everything was big, that's kind of when I was following it. And then once I realized like, I figured he was just done. I was like, oh, "Well, that sucks." Like, right? I just like, so dropped I, him out yeah, of my exactly mind. I kind of just dropped it out of my mind. I knew things were still going on, but I don't know. I mean, will the Bruins take him back? I have no clue. Like, I got no clue. Will, a, I don't there, know. That... Will there be outlash? I don't know. I don't know if people yeah, have a problem. I with feel that. like there would be. I know. I, but like the way I look at it is like we don't know what happened with Corey Perry. Really? Do we? I don't think so. And he got brought back. He's playing. Yeah, there
0: oh. I don't but think there was... was some outlash.
1: It definitely wasn't domestic. Like, I, I don't think that's what it was, but right.
0: it also was like, he, he got drunk and I think he made a pass on somebody. I don't yeah, think it was true. like a song.
1: Well, they're not comparable. It's a good way to put it. My bad. But I'm just, yeah. So ignore that comment, but like, I don't know. I'm interested to kind of see, No,
0: but it's similar. Cause it's like, still kind of like a scumbag thing happened in this yeah. team. Look, like, it's yeah. a risk for the Bruins they made a huge mistake last year signing that kid who had the bullying issue. Mitchell Miller, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot his yep. name. Um, that was a big mistake, and I think it impacted the morale of the team in the middle of a season that was going really well. A little bit. You know. They, yeah, part, I remember the couple games after that, they got shaky. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, and then it's, it's, they figured it out.
1: Yeah, it definitely shakes things up. And I think, I feel like we kind of saw it after. I don't really remember how the Bruins did after this whole thing with Lucic came out, but I, I felt as a fan something was missing in the games. You know what I'm saying? I, I imagine how the locker room felt. You know what I mean? And
0: the best yeah. way
1: to, how, how will the locker room feel if he comes back? You know what I mean? So, I, yeah, I don't know if it would impact the
0: locker room as much because the you know, guys like Martian, guys like, uh, guys like Pasta, they're, they're boys with him. You know, but, so I feel yeah, like,
1: I, yeah, fair.
0: I feel like that fair. i don't know i i think if you're the bruins if it's a risk don't
1: take it <laughs> fair 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 i'm if it's not the needed is what gary which Bettman it says yes i'm that, interested that would be interesting to see like the if point. gary batman's like what we know from it like say i don't know so i don't want this i'm gonna like kind of be my way around the statement but like nothing really was what he did wasn't entirely you know Crazy or whatever. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the reason it got dropped because his wife just decided to not. She denied testifying. She doesn't again, want to again.
0: testify. Yeah.
1: So obviously there's something going on. I don't know. Do I think he still, doesn't,
0: still doesn't make him innocent either? And that's, I guess what I'm that's another. It's yeah, not like he's innocent. Thing. That's what I'm
1: trying to say. It's not like he's innocent. But if there is some way that you know for some reason Gary Bettman says that, then I I guess there's if there might be a way to make this work out for any team that decides to take him, whether it's Bruins or not. I don't really know what his. I think he's still under contract, but I don't know. So I'm just he interested is. to kind of see kind of what happens with yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I, I think if it's not needed, which it really isn't, I think especially coming up at the trade, maybe use him as trade bait, honestly, if he's allowed, yeah, to, you you yeah, if he's allowed to play again, like package him you know, with a team that like might want a veteran yeah. like fourth-line guy. It's not needed right now. I'm looking at the thinking about what the team needs. It's not a bottom six forward who's just going like to be physical. Yeah, that's a good way it. Mean, that's that. not what we need. We need scoring depth in our middle six, and we need a scoring defenseman, mm-hmm. right? Like Those yeah. are the two things that we, we desperately need. So why take the risk on something that you kind of already have filled, right? Mm-hmm. I think our bottom six are doing a really good job of being aggressive and being physical and like providing a spark, right? And they're younger, they're faster. They're all talented. Mm-hmm. Lauko, Richard, Steen, Boquist, all those guys, and then you know flip in like some guys that might enter into the lineup here and there and then jump yep. back out. Those guys are all talented. They can score. They mm-hmm. have good hands. They can put pucks on net. I don't know that Lucci necessarily has that ability anymore. I think he's just a big body. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So if you if you don't know how the fan base is going to react, which my guess would be not great, um I wouldn't even touch it. But that's an interesting development. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. Um I mean. <laughs> I don't want to say it sucks because we won't ever know, but it does kind of suck that if he is guilty, that like... But then at the same time, you know, she's not testifying, so we're not going to get to hear like her side of the story, whatever. So we don't know. We won't ever know what happened. So I guess we'll just leave it at that. But interesting development. Uh, Cool to get breaking news on the podcast. All right. Super Bowl. Uh, Lots to talk about here. First, let's talk about the game, specifically the overtime. Um, I don't
1: know. Thoughts on...
0: Okay, let's talk about this. Thoughts on the 49ers saying they didn't know the rules. So that, that to was, me was yeah,
1: wild. That was crazy. I don't, but did the head coach say that? I don't think, did he? He didn't. So no. he knew, but the players didn't. That's what's. that's the problem, right? Yes. That's the problem. I know they changed the rules, but I thought the entire world knew that. I knew, I don't even follow football like a crazy right. guy. I knew <laughs> that the rules were different because of what had happened in past playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that was kind of crazy to me. I also think, yeah, like, okay, who was that? Jack or whatever his name is that said that?
0: Yeah, Jack saying that was weird.
1: (laughs) I agree, it's weird, but it's also like, okay, like, that doesn't change the way that a player will go out and play. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, great point, especially
0: considering that the new rules actually did not come into play. They did. Because yeah.
1: with the normal
0: rules, the 49ers only scored a field goal, meaning yep. that
1: the Chiefs were going to get the ball any anyway. no matter what. Exactly. So it's not like it changed the way that a guy like Yuschuk was going to play. Also, it's not like they're the ones calling the plays. Like, oh, all we like, you know, we, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's definitely crazy that it, that wasn't something that was brought up. Like, hey, in case we go in overtime, remember that, you know, the rules are different this year. Like, you know, they get the ball back no matter what. But also, who who is the uh who 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 is out there for the coin toss? Is that Warner? Fred Warner. Do you, I assume he was told what to do? Like he was told yes. that they. So at the same time, it's like that's coming from someone higher up than the players. So if the coach knows, the head coach Shanahan, right? Is that who yep. it is? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that I just didn't want to stutter it. So like <laughs> Shanahan is probably telling him, and whoever told him, maybe the D coordinator, or the offense coordinator, or anyone on the bench that's a coach, probably was Shanahan. If we win it, we want the ball.
0: And I actually, I don't fault that. I've been back and forth, and I guess we can kind of debate about it. What's better in this situation? (laughs) So in previous years, without the uh, new overtime rules, obviously you want the ball first. Yeah, Um, because if you score, you win. If you score, you win. Yeah, right. So, you you, you look at the only other Super Bowl that went to um, overtime was the Patriots and the Falcons in Super Bowl 51, uh, which we'll talk about the Pats in a little bit, especially because that new documentary is out today, which I'm very excited to watch. But um, obviously, in that Super Bowl, you want the ball, you score, you're going to win the game. Yeah, exactly. Which um, I never liked that because I never liked that a coin toss could decide the fate of a game that was so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, Like I heard some like I think it was Edelman on his podcast said that he obviously he liked it because it benefited him once. But he liked it, too, because um, or maybe it was Brady that said this, like both teams still get an opportunity. Like if you're if you're in the Super Bowl, for example, right, then you are good enough to have a defense that can stop a team on four yeah, downs. Yeah,
1: that's a really good way to put it.
0: So just because you have the ball in your hands, obviously you have control of what happens with the ball, but you still have to march down the yeah. field and score. Yeah.
1: It's not, it's not so, a guaranteed touchdown. Yeah,
0: necessarily not getting the, like, you know, maybe this new rule, I don't know. I was a fan of it at first, but then when you put it that way, I'm like, you're right. Like, you shouldn't be complaining if you don't win the coin toss because you still get a chance to stop them, right? Yeah. If you're if you're in the Super Bowl and your team's so good, then your defense should be able to stop this team on at least hold them to three so yeah. that your offense can get the ball back. I see both sides of it. Um, so with these new rules, I was like, do you want the ball first? I didn't know if it was like college or if it was like just change of possessions. I didn't know that they each only get one possession and then it's sudden death. So yeah. Kyle Shanahan's reasoning was that he wanted the ball first, assuming that they were going to score on the first drive, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then if they couldn't stop the Chiefs, then they could go win it with a field goal.
1: Yeah. So which next is...
0: score wins, which yeah. I get that. Because Me too. If you're the Chiefs, let's say you got the, like how, how it played out. But let's say that the Chiefs were held to a field goal on their drive, right? Yeah. So you both get three in overtime and you're tied. If you're the Chiefs, you're like, oh, fuck. The, yeah. It's only th- 45 yards until they're in field goal range and they can win the super bowl
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: versus that the the first two drives were touchdown dependent you know yeah yeah that's a so, i
1: didn't really think about that
0: so i kind of get that but i also get i think that logically speaking if you're just talking in general that's the way you should do it take the ball first you have to score if you're going to take that. You have to score seven if you're going to yeah, take the ball. you got to yeah, a
1: touchdown. You
0: have to get a touchdown because then you're in the driver's seat. You can't lose the game on defense. You're, you know, even if they score a touchdown and tie it, you're getting the ball back and you can win with a field goal. However, I don't think they considered that Patrick Mahomes was on the other sideline and yeah. it's the Kansas City Chiefs and the experience is there and they've probably been anticipating this moment all season. Yeah. Because what taking the ball first enabled – andy Reid and patrick mahomes and the chiefs to do was know exactly what they needed on that second drive yeah
1: and right? now, that, yeah
0: yeah
1: that's kind of so where they, they go for it on fourth too. down yeah
0: they every single and people are like i guess i don't want to say like don't know but they're not considering that you approach a first down so differently when you have four right mm, yeah so most on a, on a good first down, you get like a good chunk yardage play of like, if you're not getting another first down, obviously, you get a good chunk yardage of like five or six yards, right? Ideal, Set yourself yeah. up for like second and like short, second and medium. Try and get the first. If you don't, it has to be third in a little bit. When you have fourth down, you know already. All right, we're going to go for it on fourth. We have to, right? Mm-hmm. Or else the game's over. Yeah. So you on first down, you can maybe take a shot and come up empty all right now we go back to it's like each down gets pushed back first down is a free down second down is first down third down is second down fourth down is third down right Mm -hmm. so you enabled the best offense in the league and the best quarterback in the nfl right now and the best coach in the nfl right now to have a free down on every single play or on every single set of downs that was where i think the mistake was if i was the 49ers i would have kicked yeah, because then you would have given yourself you would have the been on seat. security. Yeah, like, all right, we got four downs here. I know what I need. Plus, what if your defense stopped
1: the Chiefs? Exactly. On, uh, you know, held them to a field goal or yeah. turned them over. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Then that you, was. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was my whole thing. Was like, I would rather put the trust on my de- defense first, and hope that they can do something. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be trying yes. to. Kind of what the kind of what the uh, I guess I mean granted they only needed to score a touchdown, the Chiefs. But I would rather been in there. She was like you said it already a bunch. Like I would rather know what I need to do rather Mm -hmm. than have to try to get one or the other. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's like okay, like let's go out there and hope we get a touchdown. No, like we need to get a touchdown or season's over. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: what I would have. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would rather have. And I understand maybe that sounds crazy because it's you know you're risking a lot in that situation because you might not score a touchdown. You might not be able to. But I'd rather put the fate in my my offense, who's gotten me this there the whole year, to do it under pressure, knowing what they need to get, rather than being like, okay, like, I, I don't think they settled for a field goal, but like, you're going to attack your plays differently on those drives because you don't know what can happen with when they're on offense. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way yeah. you were saying it. But I don't know, like watching that. I wasn't very fond of how the 49ers attacked their overtime drive like I would have just slowly chipped away at the defense slowly chipped away they were taking long shots were they not they were trying to
0: yeah the play like, calls they were bad. throwing the,
1: it was weird play calls and I'm like okay what are you doing like put the ball in the hands of the players that you trust most like I would rather just give it to McCaffrey and just wear them down wear them down wear them down make it think they're they also made it so obvious when they were and weren't running it so yeah. obvious <laughs> they didn't hide it at all maybe they don't really run like rpos or anything i don't really know their offense i didn't watch enough of them throughout the season to to really dial into that but like almost every single time i could have told you whether they were going to pass it or not other mm-hmm. than i mean what was that the rashad jennings touchdown throw their first score like yes other than that like that was the only play that really caught me off guard you know what i'm saying and like yeah yeah, yeah. Other yeah, that, not like, a lot
0: of not a lot of trickery. In it, the... it doesn't even
1: need to be like trickery, yeah. but it's like with Mahomes. You said he's the best quarterback in the league right now. When the ball's in his hands, you don't know what's gonna happen. He could throw it, he could run it, he could toss it, he could fucking kick it. I don't know. Like you don't <laughs> yeah. know. But I don't know. I just think the play calls were weird, especially were. going for it first. Like if you're going, if you want the ball right away, you got to make it your fucking mission to just wear that defense down. Also, another thought. I understand why they received the ball, or they wanted the ball first. Their team was just on defense for like a six-minute drive.
0: Yeah, but I, I actually, I get that, and I would have taken the ball because of that. Or, sorry, not taking the ball. I would have kicked it away because of that. I, I also get that too. they were tired, too.
1: True, I didn't even think about that. And until your
0: defense was tired all game. Your defense was on like yeah. the field a lot, yeah. and for, yeah. like, I don't know, 45 minutes, you held them to nothing. Right? Yeah, the first good. half, yeah, the Niners' defense real. was incredible, and they were really on good. the field the whole game. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, all right, it makes sense. Your defense was just on the field for a long drive. Give them a rest, right? Yeah. But then I was like, but then you, you let Patrick Mahomes and his offense rest, who mm-hmm. just had to go on, like a, what was it, 80-plus yard drive to tie the game? think so. You know? So that's where I, I would have been like, force them to keep going. Yeah, right? force them- Double down right now. Also, yeah. let their defense get cold. Yeah. I don't necessarily – let the the Chiefs defense get cold. I don't necessarily – I think people are like, you don't want to give the Chiefs defense the rest. You want to catch them off guard. It's like, well, they were already rested yeah, because they, they weren't the on the field. Yeah. Let them sit there for longer yeah. and think about it and have yeah. to watch the game, right?
1: That's a good, Yeah, true. I like, again, I like
0: that. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If the Niners had gone down and scored a touchdown, and then their defense stopped the Chiefs, we would be sitting here like, "Oh, this genius decision making."
1: Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I te- like you always say. You always say it. It's the easiest thing is to be the Monday morning quarterback, like right. Hindsight's twenty twenty. All that shit. So I agree with you. But it's just, and I don't, I don't think they made a bad decision. I don't, I don't think they made a bad decision because there's so many logical reasons behind why they did it. Right, it just didn't work out in their favor, and to me, I think the biggest one is just their play calling. I think they, I don't think they choked, and I think they kind of went into the fourth quarter too. But like, I understand Moody missed that extra point, and I understand that makes a difference in the game for the way that the Chiefs would attack the ball. But it's like, did they really like did anything really happen after the for the 49ers after that? I mean, I'm not no. thinking hard enough, but yeah, I don't think anything really happened for them. So it's <laughs> like they they had the ball at other times, no, and they didn't do anything with it. So right. I just think that was very interesting like i was under it was underwhelming to kind of see their i don't know not really response but just the way they attacked with possession like i didn't really love that
0: and then to get the ball
1: first in overtime and not do anything with it, it like that just you know that's kind of was the story of their night towards the end so yeah yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, I actually enjoyed the game, though. I thought it was – it wasn't crazy entertaining, but it was to the point where it's like you didn't know what was going to happen. And the 49- I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, and the 49ers always make it interesting. So, not 49ers, Super, sorry. But the, the Super Bowl is always Chiefs, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 49ers, too. They did that. Um, that, was an enjoy- that was a good game. But I meant the Chiefs always found a way to make it interesting, so –
0: yeah i mean the super bowl to me it's always like a big spectacle i'll watch it no matter what i mean gone are the days that the pats are are in it um halftime show what'd you think
1: uh i didn't hate it i didn't love it yeah i didn't Uh, love it either i was hoping for some more bangers i guess like (laughs) it was it was very usher of usher (laughs) um very dance very uh like, you know, which I like. I like the choreography. I, I find that stuff fun about the Super Bowl. But like, I didn't know his first like, no, that's not true. I knew some of it. I knew a good amount of the songs. But word for word, you want the people at home and in the stadium like singing word for word every song.
0: Yeah. And I wish has- they would use more current artists. I feel like they're like 15 years off in who they pick.
1: Which, yeah, that is fair. <laughs> but I think what's cool about it is like I, you might not even know some of your songs, but you know them. Yeah, you right. didn't play them. Play those ones. Play the ones that blow you up. Also, like I think the entire time, I don't know if you really saw this stuff, but people were trying to say that Bieber might be out there. I was I was hoping for it the entire time. I heard that he declined. Yeah, which makes sense. But I was still hoping for it the entire time. So I think that kind of you know sucked for me. And I know my sister too. She watched the halftime show just hoping that would happen. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I liked it. Alicia Keys did. That was fun. I guess. Yeah, she was the highlight. I talked to Robbie
0: about this like while it was happening. Yeah. I am uh, like you said you're a fan of the choreography like I am in a sense but I feel like gone are the days of like they just play music you know no
1: oh definitely definitely it's become a it's become like an event like, I think it was I, I, I was event. more
0: distracted cool. by the roller skating and the lights and the dancers yeah, I and I was really... like I'm not even hearing the
1: music yeah well, that's yeah that's really true <laughs> that is true Like,
0: go send somebody up there with a guitar and a microphone just, let just let have them do rip. it
1: yeah yeah, I, like, Post that, Malone's America the Beautiful was good, so, you know? Yeah, I would have loved to see him at a halftime show. That'd be sick.
0: Right, just do him. Like, yeah. why does it need to be all this, like, pyrotechnics? Lights, I agree, you know, I agree. Usher is rollerblading. People are flying through the air. Yeah, it's like, it's just, just go weird. and sing the song. You can do the dancing, obviously, because I know he's always been like that. He's that, like a that's, Yeah, a that's kind of why you
1: know? That's kind of why I liked it, I think, because, like, he's like that is him. And he can move yeah. like a fucking, but, like, still, I don't know
0: i felt like it was over the top i also think that me music too was, he, the music was not good enough to like back up that's all the I'm other saying, shit yeah. was going and I on i think
1: he has other i think he has songs that he could have you know matched with that i don't know like dj got us falling in love i don't think he played that or maybe he did i don't remember I hearing, it did, yeah. yeah but like everyone knows that song why the hell are you not playing that like
0: i don't know also i thought it was supposed to be the usher halftime show not the usher featuring 30 different artists who make it yeah. I don't I'm not a fan of that. I like the surprise guest every now and then, but it felt more like Usher wasn't like the main guy.
1: if But that people makes sense. like yeah, especially on like social media, people are like, oh my god, Alicia Keys, ludicrous Well John.
0: Like Dude, I thought that guy was CeeLo Green. I was with everyone. Everyone
1: did. I didn't even know who that was. Still now know. I know who it is
0: because I used who to watch
1: it? a show. His
0: name is Jermaine Dupree. Um I used to watch a show. It's like a reality show about like rappers. And yeah. This was back when my rap phase. Um and I'd walk around wearing like Kobe Bryant jerseys and Michael J- or LeBron James shoes all the time. I looked so <laughs> out of place. Um if you if you if you saw me now or if 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 what was I 13? If 13 or 14 year old me saw me now, he would freak. Total like fucking white guy who listens to like acoustic guitar music all the time and I walk around wearing like the most bland <laughs> colors ever, <laughs> and I like tuck my shirt in. He'd be like, "What the fuck is going on here?
1: What you happened, fuck, you bum? What happened? What to me? happened to the Yeezys, dude? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you still rock the Yeezys sometimes. No no, 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 they're not. I was no, 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 got no, no, retired. No. Those are like a no. four year beater though for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are um, nuts. Uh, but yeah, he was. I watched a show called The Rap Game. And he was the host, and he would find like younger rappers, and they'd do like a reality show, yeah, and he it it was like a mix of like the voice and like Love Island and like um love and hip hop Atlanta all
1: together. all the shows in one
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like a rap reality show, and he was the main guy, I guess he's like a big rapper producer, um and then there's a I guess one of the people that was on the show was called Debrat, the season that I watched, and there's a joiner Lucas, Boston guy. Uh, line in one of his songs that says, Stop acting like a brat. I ain't Jermaine Dupree. Hey. That's how I know who he is. Right. That's good shit. So, but as soon as he went on, I was like, CeeLo. <laughs> I yeah,
1: didn't even. Real, and then
0: everyone on Twitter was like, That's not that CeeLo. Like, what? I was That's like, what Yes, I- it is. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, all right. Uh, I was going to compare the Chiefs and the Patriots dynasty, but I feel like we'll save that for an episode with Robbie. Because I yeah. think he'll have more to say on that. Plus, yeah. I'd like to
1: watch that. Sam, yes, I want uh, to watch the it.
0: documentary today. What, what's and it on? Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called.
1: Okay, I'll see if I can watch it.
0: <laughs> you can probably. I saw a lot of people saying you could get it on like yeah. like YouTube
1: or something. Yeah, I'll try to find it.
0: But yeah, let's we'll break that down next episode. We'll get Robbie on episode one thirty eight, and we'll watch that. Uh, lastly, on the Super Bowl, before we get into our last subject of the day, way too early Super Bowl predictions from both of us for next year. Who do you think is going to be in the big game? Gosh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: um, I hate to do this, but you can't count out the Chiefs. You really can't. They're gonna go for the three peat I don't know, can they? They're I don't see them getting any worse. I don't. Yeah,
0: I, I don't, don't think they will. I feel like every year we say this at the start of the year. Like they lost their first game this year. Yeah. Like,
1: oh the Chiefs aren't the same and then yeah. they go and win. I don't it's see like them the getting Patriots. any I don't see them getting any worse, so I'll give it to them. Um for the AFC I don't know man I'd like to see the Lions in the in the Super Bowl yeah I'd like to see that I think they were good this year and I think they hopefully can build on what they were this year I don't know I just that's my first two themes that came to my head that I would have liked to see this year so I'll see it I'll see you next year
0: I like those those are good um I am, I'm going to say, I I know everybody thinks that they're going to go for the three P I don't think the chiefs have it in them to go for the three P I really don't. I think it's so hard in the best dynasty, the best player, the best coach and the best team in history. Couldn't go back to back to back ever. I don't think anybody's going to do it. I still think the chiefs are going to have a very good year, but the AFC, like, Like they're talking about with the Celtics this year, how like the East is just so weak. The AFC was very weak this year. Your best team was the Ravens, and we all knew they were going to lose in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. We all knew the Bills didn't have it in them. And then it was the Chiefs. Joe Burrow gets hurt early in the year, so the Bengals are out of the conversation. You don't have the Patriots guarding the AFC East anymore. So the Chiefs kind of... Had a nice path to the Super Bowl. Yeah, nice I don't think that's going to happen next year. Okay. I think the Bills are going to take one more big run at it before their window closes entirely. Joe Burrow's coming back and mm-hmm. he's going to be fucking like that's the only player who's beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs in recent history yeah. outside of like Brady at the Super Bowl and Brady in the AFC Championship. But like the only, I would say, mortal who has defeated Patrick Mahomes mortal. is Joe Burrow. Um, I'm gonna go Bills Niners for my way too early. I think I like the Bills. That. I think the Bills have been knocking on the doorstep. They've beaten the Chiefs in mm-hmm. you know in past season, year's past, regular yeah. season. Yeah, um, they beat the Chiefs the year they w- that the Bengals. No, who did the Bengals beat in the AFC Championship? The Chiefs. It might have been the Bills, was it not? I, don't I was know. gonna say, did the Bills not? Well, when did that overtime rule start? <laughs> It started this year, the, but it came as a result yeah. of two seasons ago when the Bengals and the Rams played. Yeah, no, it must have, the Bengals must have beaten the Chiefs because yeah. how would the how would the how would Joe Burrow have beaten oh, yeah, Patrick right. Mahomes. Yeah, right. you're right. You're right. Um, so the that's the Bills lost to the Chiefs in the AFC divisional. And then the AFC championship was the Bengals. Anyway, the bills have been knocking on the doorstep. I think they've got one more good year in them before the whole thing implodes. Um, I don't know if they're going to win. And I think the 49ers are going to go back. I look at the NFC and it's like you said, lions were at the top this year who they're just too inexperienced to go that far. Um, The Eagles should be there. They had a great regular season. Um, We'll see what happens with All of that, you know, there's a lot of question marks around Jason Kelsey, around some of the other players on that team. Mm -hmm. I like Nick Sirianni as a coach. I love Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. So I think they'll be right back in the conversation. But I don't see a team that's better than the Niners coming out of the NFC. So I'll go Bill's Niners for my way too early. I like Um, that,
1: though.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up with a little bit of trivia. Uh, Or a little little challenge-oriented thing. I'm going to send you four diagrams of NHL starting lineups and you are going to have to identify the team based on the players in the starting lineups last team
1: oh okay I kind of like that so
0: there's a couple caveats to this the first being that if they there's no AHL teams because that would be a dead giveaway so I'm not going to be like you know, uh, the guy, the last team this guy played for was a was an affiliated team. There are no affiliated teams in this. If they played for another NHL team and got traded, the NHL team will appear. If they got drafted by this team or they haven't played for another NHL team, then it's either their most recent major junior team, their college team, their European team, whatever it is. So that's the caveat. Um, I tried to range these based in difficulty, going from like easy to hard. But then I remembered that I knew all the players because I was compiling it. So I feel like they're all going to be like similar difficulty because you're going to have to identify like the team. Some of these teams yeah. you're not going to know yeah. based on the um, based on the logos. So I'll start you off with an easy one um, or I guess not easy, but uh, maybe it is. And I'll text these to you. So I'll text you the diagrams one by one.
1: Sounds good. See how I do. And I'll set up
0: the, I'll set up the intro for, uh, for TikTok. So how should I? Okay. Can you name this NHL starting lineup based on the players' previous team? So for the first one, you've got I don't know. Halifax Mooseheads on the left, Minnesota Wild in the center, some team on the right that I don't know the name of, two BU defensemen, and then a goaltender for Maine. I should also mention that the other caveat is this is their current first line of all of these teams. So these might not be like the best players. These are the first lines that they're rolling with right now. If a player's injured, they're not going to feature in this. So that might throw a twist into some things if you're assuming a player might be there and they're not there. The goaltenders are the starting goalies unless, like, some teams have goalies that play a similar amount of time. I chose the goalie who has played more games.
1: Okay, uh,
0: so for my can first, can you name
1: one? this team? I believe I can. You're smiling so big. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Boston Bruins.
0: That's correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, I'm glad you gave that explanation because I was worried seeing Maine and that. I was like, who? Like, what? Is that Swayman or is that? <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for that. Can you identify all of these players? (laughs) Yes, I can. At center, we have Charlie Coyle. On right wing, we have David Posternak. I assume. Correct. Right? Marshan, Halifax. Yep. Rizlik and McAvoy. Yep. Jeremy Swayman.
0: Correct. Good job. (laughs) Okay, let's go with the next one. I will screenshot it and send it over. Kind of like this. Yeah, I thought this was a fun little, you know, whatever. All right. Can you name this starting lineup based on where their players played previously? <laughs> I'll get it one of these times. Those, that was choppy. So, for this team, we have Minnesota Wild on the right, Sudbury Wolves on the left, European team in the middle, Gulf Storm on defense, University of Minnesota Duluth on defense, and then the Ottawa Senators in net. This is tough.
1: Otter, Ottawa Senators. It's kind of, oh, wait, yeah, I know this. Ottawa Senators wants, is he their goalie? I think he is. I'm nervous. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of their defensive core. And is he playing Wayne? Okay, I got to think. So, my thought process here we're going to do the, we're, we're trusting the process here. Trust the process. So, I'm pretty sure Cam Talbot. Is the starting is that his name? Can Talbot. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it was an All Star this year. Ah, I'm just gonna say the team. Screw it. L.A. Kings is my guess.
0: This is the Los Angeles Kings.
1: Let's go. Can okay, you identify so, all the players. I I think I might be able to. I don't know their their decor all too well, but I can try. Well, obviously I know one of them, but right. So. In goal, I'll go from goal to front, or try to. I'll skip around. But in goal, is it Cam Talbot? Was I right with it that? It is Cam Talbot. Okay. My memory with that was, do you remember last year, Tarasenko scored the one-handed breakaway again against, so in MSG, when he was on the Rangers, he did the one-handed, like, Forsberg tuck on a breakaway yes. on Cam Talbot. The reason that was a big deal was because when they, wait, no, was he? He was on the Rangers, Yeah. The, the reason that was a big deal was because at one point when he was on the Blues, he scored on Cam Talbot when he was on the Rangers doing the same move. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, sure. I that thought the tough. Cam Talbot
0: one would have tripped you up because <laughs> I old, yeah. don't recognize his last team as the Centers. I think Oilers and yeah. Rangers. And yeah. I think there was one other team in there before yeah, he ended probably. up with LA and Ottawa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway.
1: All right. Uh, and then i So Guelph Storm, I'm assuming, is Drew Doughty. You're correct. UMD Bulldogs um Mikey Anderson, correct. Ah, okay. Uh then Sudbury Wolves, Quentin Byfield. Yep. Kevin Fiala, Wild. Yep. And then is the Middle Kopitar?
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Okay, there we go. There we go.
0: The Kopitar one's also tricky. Not really tricky, but like if you like really knew about these teams, this was a team that he played for during the NHL lockout
1: year. Oh shit. Yeah, so in the middle of his team. career. Yeah, so he played for point. the
0: same team that pasta played for, that other European team. Yeah. Before he entered the NHL. That was like okay. his junior team. Yeah. But he played like for a semi professional team during the lockout, which is yeah. whatever this team is.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. We've got two more.
1: More group. I'm nervous.
0: Let's go with this one because I think this is the easier of the two. We'll save <laughs> what I think is. I thought that maybe that would have been the hardest, but anyway. All right. Can you name this NHL team's starting lineup based on where their players played previously? Uh, I'll read it for the people who are listening.
1: No, yeah. Um, not, so.
0: We've got Ottawa Senators taking faceoffs, Winnipeg Jets on the right, Boston College on the left. Harvard on Defense, University of Minnesota Golden Gophers on defense, and then CKA in net.
1: So the Harvard so I'm trying to use like the college ones as like my context clues.: Yeah, I feel like those are a little bit easier to, because that means they were drafted by this team. Right? Or Or, yeah, or, or signed Or signed yeah. They went from college to this professional team. So that's kind of like, uh, ooh. Winnipeg, though. So, like, with Brock... Like I think... I don't even know who their goalie is. No, I don't think that's right. Never mind. It's like the Harvard one's throwing me off, because I'm trying to think Harvard defenseman, and I only think of Adam Fox. And he ain't. Yeah, I don't think it's... It's not the Rangers. We just did them. Wait, no, it's it could be the Rangers, actually. Never mind. Hold on. That was stupid. But I don't think it is. Wait. Hold on. Shesterkin's Russian i'm bc though that's what i'm getting tossed up with chris crowder oh it's the rangers
0: <laughs> this is the new york rangers
1: <laughs> i don't know for some reason i think i because i was talking about the rangers when we were talking about cam teller yeah, you thought friend, we just did them did the Rangers? no yeah so that's the rangers oh damn okay cool
0: i thought i was gonna see jonathan quick has started just like one or two less games than shesterkin because of yeah. injuries so i was yeah. gonna put vegas okay, golden knights yeah. here. Yeah. And I thought that really would have tripped you up.
1: That probably would have confused me. But I probably wouldn't even have looked at it, honestly. But
0: I got to play by the rules. Yeah, yeah. The, I thought the Harvard and the BC one would have been the, the giveaway. But yeah, that's what helped me there eventually. This is Igor Shosturkin in yep.
1: net. And then Adam Fox. Yeah. Oh, I'll let you do it. Yeah, Adam Fox. Well, I already said those two, so it's fine. Right. Adam Fox. I don't know who the Minnesota defenseman is. Is it Truba?
0: It's not. I would have put his other team if it
1: was. Oh, yeah, true. I didn't think about that. Okay, so I mean, he came from Minnesota. Gophers. I'm going to go back to that one. B.C. Kreider. Yep. Zabanajad. Jad. Yep. And then who the hell is from the Jets? Wheeler? Yes. Okay. So then Gophers, defenseman on the Rangers. Uh... I'm trying to even think of the defenseman, but not many are coming. to mind. Who is it? I'm curious. Ryan Lindgren. Ah, good. Yeah, you're right. Bruins draft pick.
0: Yeah. This is, Uh, I like these two because I would have assumed Truba was like a first line defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. I also same. would have assumed that Panarin was on their first line. First line, yeah. And, you know, potentially some of these other, like, I, don't, I didn't know that Blake Wheeler was a first liner for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I feel like that makes it kind of tricky. All right. It we was, got one yeah. more. I think this is the one I haven't done yet. Yeah, it must do. Okay. Can you name this NHL team starting lineup based on where their players played previously?
1: Jesus. <laughs> um. Holy NHL players.
0: I know. I was just say this team has like nobody that they drafted.
1: <laughs> try. Like, I want to use Brandon Weekings as like my as my uh, clue, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that. So, WHL goalie, who is it? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try my best, here. This one's gonna be tough. First line: Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, St. Louis Blues. I gotta go four for four. I gotta, I gotta get this. <laughs> but I'm probably not gonna. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna take my sweet old time here.
0: Yeah, no, do it. Talk it through. Oh, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, I'm try to talk. I it gotta through. announce it for everybody. Yeah, announce the team I announce forget things. about that. Yeah. We've got Brandon Wheat Kings in net, St. Louis Blues and L.A. Kings on the point, and then from left to right, we've got St. Louis Blues, Carolina Hurricanes, and Florida Panthers. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm starting to have an idea here.
0: Let me hear it. What are you thinking? So
1: I'm seeing the decor, and what I'm seeing is I'm seeing Patrangelo and Martinez. But I don't know because I don't even know who's the goalie right now. Is Aiden Hill? Is Aiden Hill technically? He would friend be friend of the program. Friend of the program. That's my thing. I think he's the starter though for um what is it the golden knights so that's kind of what's holding me back there so i might have to retract my thought but and i can't really pinpoint the offense for vegas but this would make sense cuz you know a lot of their players would be from other teams i don't know though ooh
0: mm.
1: My other thought could be I think Ryan O'Reilly's a center though. But I was thinking maybe Nashville. But I don't even know who would be on their first line. This is really the pro this is full, full-on process here. Full process. Full process here. The decor is what's screwing me over, like screwing me up, because I see those two and I just think of those guys. But I might have to work my way through the league here. <laughs> This I think is the
0: hardest one because there's so many NHL teams.
1: Yeah, it's I I don't have a where they play juniors. (laughs) Oh, this is hard. Because like I look at, at I wish the the Wheat Kings would help me more, but I don't know goalies like that. And I'm just staring.
0: I think it it can be. I mean, all of them can be helpful if you know them. But I was going to say the Wheat Kings might be helpful if you. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to think of goalies who haven't played on other NHL teams. I mean, that's where I'm getting stumped. Okay. Why is this so hard? I mean, I'm in... uh... Okay, I gotta really think here. It's not Vancouver. It's not Edmonton. Calgary. Um I'm trying to think of who is even their starting players. Who's even their goalie? Markstrom's the goalie? Not Mark not Markstrom. And it wouldn't be Vladar either. Um it's not Winnipeg. Not Toronto. Um, Ottawa? I don't even know who their goalie is. But I'd say Kachuk and Stutzler are probably on their first line, so it's probably not Ottawa. I don't think it's Montreal. I'm pretty sure I just said all the Canadian teams. So I'm going to cancel them out. Fuck this. Um, Not Dallas. So the teams that I know it's not for sure are the Rangers, the Kings, and the Bruins. I know that. Panthers, no. Lightning, no. Um, Carolina, it wouldn't be Car It wouldn't say Carolina flyers. Cool. Mm-hmm. Could be a technicality here, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't think there's any technicalities.
1: No technicalities here. Okay. So never mind.
0: (laughs) No technicalities. (laughs) I mean, I I shouldn't say there's not a technicality. I mean,
1: well, I'm thinking flyers and I'm thinking Carter Hart, who's no longer on the team, but I don't think he played for Brandon. And I also don't think that would make sense. I wouldn't
0: if he wasn't, if he wasn't the starter currently, he wouldn't be on.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. And I also don't think looking at the other five, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um, The goalie is the goalie that has started more games. More games, yeah. yeah. (sighs) So I can use the Bruins analogy now. You might think that Allmark's the starter, but Swayman has started more games. No, yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. Um,
0: So that might be the case here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: So, right away, like my thought process went to what is it called? The freaking Sabres. Oh, wait, it might be the Sabres. Because I know Tage Thompson got drafted by. I don't know why I didn't say them right away. But I don't know, because I don't know their decor, though. But the reason that's... okay, so Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner make sense here. Because Jeff Skinner was with the Hurricanes, Tage Thompson was originally drafted by the Blues and then traded. Pretty sure. Goalie, no clue. I think it's Ukapekulukunen. I, I would assume he played in Sweden. But the decors would screw me up because I would assume Dalin would be their top guy. And he wasn't drafted by either of those teams. So I don't really have much. And I don't know who the other winger on their line would be. I would assume it'd be Cousins, but he got drafted by... Uh, fuck this. this is hard.
0: <laughs> you're actually like... This is a good process you're going through right now.
1: Well, because like... It would make sense for the Sabres, but I don't think Ukapeka-Lukunen played for Brandon. Not that I would know, but I don't think. I'm like I, 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 I pretty sure I saw a TikTok a couple days ago, and it was like the OHL goalie of the year, so I'm pretty sure he won it. So I think he's an OHL guy, not a W guy. So I, I need to keep making my way through the league. <sighs> Islanders, Sorokin. Doubt he played in the dub. And there guys would be Islanders guys. What about the Red Wings? Red Wings. I, I know when I if I if I get this or if you tell me, I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot. Be, or no, I'm not going to, but I'm gonna be mad because it definitely is a little easier than I'm making it. This is the five NHL teams are screwing me because I don't have the junior. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. God, I need to like retreat. I need to retrake. Retrace my steps here. Just make my way through the league again. I'm getting there. Getting there, man. Okay. I don't think it's the Panthers. I don't think it's the Bruins. I don't think it's the Lightning. I don't think it's the Sabers. I don't think it's the Red Wings. I don't think it's the Red Wings because I feel like, yeah, no, not the Red Wings.
0: This is such a random thought, but this would be hilarious to do with
1: fourth lines. <laughs> oh my God, i would be this would be horrendous. That'd maybe what we line. have to do next because what
0: you run out of first lines pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like I said, I don't think it's Ottawa. I don't think it's Toronto. I don't think it's. Canadian. So that that's the Atlantic gone right there, the Metro. I don't think it's the Rangers because we already did that. I don't think it would be Carolina because there's Carolina in it. Yeah, I wouldn't put a team yeah, that's already in it. I already eliminated Philly because the goalie, I think. I don't even know who their backup is, though, because it could be Philly. But I don't think so because I don't even know who their first line is. I should know that, though. No, Me, I feel like, was drafted by... Maybe. I don't, I'm not going to rule them out yet. Devils? No. Islanders? No. Blue Jackets? No. Washington? I feel like Ovechkin would be first line, but you said it, maybe Panarin. Like you think Panarin would be first line, yet he isn't. But Tom Wilson? Don't think it's Pittsburgh. This is fucking hard.
0: I'm glad I saved
1: this one for last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really, really hard. And I started thinking like the random teams that stink. Maybe they got some random guys. Oh, wait, hold on. That could actually help me. San Jose, but I don't know where any other guys are from. I know Duclair is probably the one of the on their first line. He played with the Panthers last year. No, he didn't. Did I don't think he did play on the Panthers last year? No, he didn't. That was a while ago. Brandon, I got no clue, dude. I am so confused, dude. <laughs>
0: <sighs> this is an amazing process to watch play out.
1: I'm I'm going I'm going through every team in my head. Honestly, your knowledge of hockey is very
0: much on display right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
0: <laughs> You're just like naming random guys and like where yeah. they played. No, yeah. <laughs>
1: <sighs> my other thoughts like Anaheim, but I feel like those guys would have the Anaheim logo.
0: I can give you a hint that like might not help, but it might.
1: Yeah, I'll take a hint actually. I haven't even You've thought You've already of
0: that. mentioned this team.
1: <laughs> no, I've mentioned like every team in the league. <laughs> Did I talk about them extensively? You don't answer you,
0: that. I won't. I because I mean the team. I think you've given a good logic for every team.
1: I know. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can rule out the Sharks. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was the Sharks.
1: Duclair you, can...
0: did play with them. La- the plant Panthers oh, last did? year. Yeah, that's what He I was in that I playoff series that. against us. That's what
1: I thought. Okay. Okay, but it's not them. Okay. I
0: heard yesterday that he's a potential trade deadline target for the Bruins.
1: I could see. It. I would like that. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it, I guess. I don't know. Um, I already mentioned them, huh? Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm really just struggling because I'm, looking at the logos, and I just can't think of guys who used to play there.
0: DM us if you've gotten it already.
1: Yeah, screw you. If you already did.
0: <laughs> just a refresher you. for everybody. It's a Brandon Wheat Kings goalie, St. Louis Blues, and LA Kings defenseman, and then St. Louis Blues, Carolina Hurricanes, and Florida Panthers up front.
1: This is killing me. I
0: feel like it's pretty rare to have your five starting forwards I'll be, like, not homegrown.
1: That's what I'm getting confused on.
0: But I feel like once you know the players, it'll make total sense.
1: Yeah. This is killing me. <laughs> hmm. I'm just legit staring at it, like, I. and nothing's I just
0: up. thought of another hint that would, like, totally give
1: it away if you need it. Uh, I'm not there yet. I okay. probably should be, but I'm not there yet.
0: <laughs> I think you get, You got there on your own already. You mentioned this team, but I'm just um, saying... I mentioned I every team. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> I am confident in your ability to come to the conclusion on your own, but I, I think there's one... There's, like, two hints I could... There's a bunch of hints I could give you, but... there's one that I just kind of could give that would be, like, the the ultimate like trump card hmm.
1: this is actually pissing me off because i know i said it obviously because you told me but now here i am freaking thinking about which one i said and that's almost every team in the league I'm just looking at it. I'm like, okay, well, we have five NHL teams virtually. Well, we do. Oh, uh, fuck that.
0: This one's really stumping you. Because I want to get it right. Right. I'm just, I, didn't, I, I <laughs> thought you would have gotten, like, I don't know. No, I it's fair. I, I, was, I didn't know which one was going to stump you. I knew the Bruins wasn't going to because it's so yeah. fucking
1: obvious. But. Dude, this is really pissing me off because <laughs> I think I'm being around Bush right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb in about three minutes and just guess what my gut's been telling me the whole time. But I'm not there yet. Maybe gut- I what is your my, gut saying? My gut my gut saying since the beginning I've been thinking it's the what is it called? The Sabres. But I don't think it is because that just want not make sense on defense and goalie. But two pieces of the three on forward make sense. Who would be on that line to finish it out? I don't even know. It's getting serious, man. I took my glasses off.
0: <laughs> glasses off is <laughs> interesting.
1: Well, I don't really need him to see close, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, this sucks so much. I'm going to do one last breakdown. Boston no. Rangers no. Kings no. Detroit, I don't think so. Montreal. I don't think so. Like who they even play now, I don't even know. Is it the Sabres? Is that your final guess? Yeah. It is not the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, who is it, dude? You want me to just tell you, or you want to keep it? Yeah. Going? <laughs> uh, give me give me give me a hint and I'll see if I can get it with the hint. Okay. I'm not defeated. I'm just upset because I, I don't they don't understand.
0: There's only one big reason why a team would have multiple different NHL players and not any players that are drafted.
1: Yeah. I should have. So expansion, but no, right? So like, I, you give me that and then I'm like, okay, like expansion, right? But like, is it Vegas?
0: This is the Vegas golden. Knights. Dude,
1: I said it right away. I should have <laughs> gone with that.
0: Okay. That's fine.
1: That doesn't so, upset me as much. But Logan Thompson me is, has
0: started more games than Aiden Hill. Yeah, okay, so that's okay. So that's who okay. you were missing. And I think the I think the Aiden Hill thing threw you for a loop because right you were away, right, I there. Was,
1: right Right away, I was like, oh, he's their starter, and I just went away from it. Okay, so, I'm not upset. I gave
0: you Logan that. Thompson, but can you name the yeah. rest of the starting lineup?
1: Logan Thompson, Alec Martinez, Petrangelo. Yep. Then in the middle, um... carolina i actually don't is this right wing marcia so it is and then left wing with st louis well wow, i feel like i should be able to get this they just fucking won also like how is jack eichel not on the first line like i know and mark stone's not on the first exactly line either. so it's that no. <laughs> Screw that! I should have guessed them though because I did have the decor. I should have just went with that. Anyway, I don't know who is it. Where the forwards? Uh,
0: uh, Ivan Barbashev is the St. Louis Blue, yeah, and Nicholas Roy or Nicholas Wah Nic- is uh, Nick Wah, dude. Yeah, fuck that! Is in the middle. I should have <laughs> got that
1: though because I did get the decor right away.
0: To be Here. fair, you had the same amount of players from the Sabers, correct? Like,
1: yeah, no. You had never,
0: Skinner and yeah, Tage Thompson, yeah, or you had Martinez and
1: yeah, uh Petrangelo. Yeah. So I'm not so, mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not too mad at that. Wow, I can't believe...
0: That was a good one. That was good.
1: I went through the <laughs> Next entire... Next time, be- we
0: got to do fourth liners because that would That'd be a fun. wild segment. That'd be fun. That was good. Um, all right, that's all I've got for episode 137. Anything else from you?
1: No, not much. That was fun, and I'm kind of embarrassed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll definitely do more next week. Uh, so we'll be back, hopefully, on the on the Wednesday schedule next week. The only reason we didn't record on Wednesday this week because it was V-Day. It was Love yes. Day. Yes. Um, so I unfortunately had to – not unfortunately, had to celebrate. That's a horrible way to put that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know I happily you. had to celebrate, but I had to postpone our Wednesday schedule. But we'll be back next week for 138. Maybe we'll get Robbie. Um, my Boston Bruins season mode is coming to a head. Uh, we are up 3-2 in the stanley cup finals against the flames so hopefully by next week's episode i'll update everybody maybe i'll record it so i can pull some highlights from it but Uh hopefully we can wrap it up in two games we get game seven on home ice but i'd love to win it in
1: six yeah
0: but other than that everyone have a great long weekend like we mentioned thank you so much for listening to episode 137 and we'll be back next week
1: peace